Thank you, Gordo! You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Motherfucking podcast episode number 40. 40. Boom. This is where um this is where the podcast starts to really relax. It like really knows who it is and who it's gonna <laughs> be for the rest of its life. It really starts to go, you know what? I'm I'm happy where I'm at, man. It's like you a know, turn 40. You know? When yeah, when I when I was when I was young, man, I, I like, you know, I had all these dreams and goals and ambitions, but now I'm like, you know, I got my family, I got I got a pretty good job, man. I just you know, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be. That's what a 40th episode feels uh-huh. like. I assume. Or so I assume. told. Yeah, or I, maybe the podcast has just like had a really hard life. And, you know, it's like, cause at this point, I'm never going to get it figured out. Fuck. <laughs> I'm supposed to have it figured out by now. I mean, for God's sake, I'm 40 episodes old. <laughs> Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode number 40. The first episode... Of 2019. Whoa, that's deep. And we have officially <laughs> spanned two years now. Really? Yeah. Well, because we spanned, spanned two we've years, officially guys. spanned oh, two hundred so years. Funny. Isn't the English language funny? You can say, you can say, spanned two years, and people would hear that and be like, "Yeah, that podcast is two years old." Yep. But no, no, we are not even a year old. <laughs> language, bitches. Um, it's very confusing. Yeah. In the studio today, we, of course, have uh, Mr. Jason Gordon himself, Gordon Leadfoot, back there on the dials, making sure that um, the thing moves along the thing and the uh, the thing doesn't shut off. And uh, make... Oh, he's... Oh, he's... He's twisting knobs. He's twisting knobs. <laughs> this guy's a fucking super producer. He's messing with the twiddly knobs, like we talked about. <laughs> yeah, he's, twisting. <laughs> he's twisting all two of the knobs. Of course, I am joined with uh, my my best friend, writing partner, life mate, uh, Mr. Tony Lee. Tony Lee. Mm, yeah, and uh, we are joined. Hi guys. We are joined in the studio today with a with a very special guest, our good friend, um, the creator of This Is Heavy Metal, front man, uh, front lo- front man for the band, uh, Hail Satan, and also the new illustrator of the Front Lines of Good Times comic series, graphic novel series. Boom. Sorry, fancy, uh, Mr. Jake Fairley. Welcome to the show, Jake. Hello. I feel like a graphic novel just means that it's got a hardcover, right? Well, you know, it was actually made up. Like uh, Will Eisner claims to have coined the term, which is like sort of true, you know. Uh, but the he made it up in order to uh, sell it to a more legit publisher. Like just that's where the, that's where adults. the term comes from. It's just like yeah, it's like fucking like this isn't a comic book. This is a graphic novel. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Comic book, and he like made it up like in a meeting too. It wasn't like he thought of it before. He was just like, "I'm gonna call this a graphic novel," and then yeah. it fucking worked. And then like you know, now we're having this conversation. It, like, does, it does. It does <laughs> make it sound a lot cooler than yeah. just like I'm putting out a comic book. I'm putting out a comic strip, funny mm-hmm. pages for the kids. It's, it's got more than twenty pages. Yeah, That's what yeah, it's a graphic yeah, novel. yeah. Um, 
I have certainly had some moments that I was like, should I be calling this a graphic novel? Like, this is some stupid-ass shit I'm doing. It's like, <laughs> it is technically that, but... Well, there's mm. some stupid-ass <laughs> non-graphic novels yeah. out there. Yeah, oh, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I, I kind of look at it like this. A graphic novel is, how do you say, wordy. Yeah. It's yeah. more wordy. There's uh, there the... it's it's wordier with the words. There's definitely <laughs> more words. Are you doing that for me? And what? You're describing it. Oh no, that's <laughs> right. Tony <laughs> we were talking earlier about um the forty year old virgin mm -hmm. and there's that scene where Kevin Hart comes in and uh and the, the, the dude who works at uh Smart Shop or whatever he's He's, uh, or whatever, what, what's the name of this? Uh, I, think it's, I, I think it's Smart Tech. Smart, smart, yeah, smart sure, Tech. Yeah. The guy who works at Smart <laughs> Tech is like trying you to explain some things to him. And Kevin Hart's like, okay, first of all, you're using a bunch of words uh, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm going to take it as disrespect. Clap, uh, clap. But, uh, but uh, Tony and I were talking about it. He was like, I saw that scene in 40-Year-Old Virgin, and, and it made me think of you and me. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you're trying to say to me right now. I don't understand them words. I want to take them as disrespect. You better watch your mouth. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, so I, when, I, when I think of, it's, it's interesting that graphic novel was such like an off-the-cuff remark because I think there is a distinction between just like a comic book uh -huh. and, and a graphic novel. When I think of a graphic novel, I think of something that's like, like a... A series, or not even a series, but like a a story that that just has more depth than just like hero sees trouble, hero intervenes in trouble, yeah, hero um, saves the goyle and gets the bad guys. <laughs> you know, buy bubblegum. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what yeah. I think of when I think of like a comic book. Well, I mean, it's like it's definitely like uh, you know, it's it's the result of that medium itself being elevated out of something that's like just for children you know right um, but usually like the way I think about it is like it's like the difference between like a TV show and a movie sort of you know like oftentimes a graphic novel is like I mean there's not or a TV better. show or a, a dramatic series <laughs> yeah, you know? like, yep like an original program an original graphic <laughs> uh -huh. an original dramatic series from yeah. HBO uh -huh. like, yeah or just like Oh yeah, I was watching one of my shows. I was yeah, watching uh -huh. one of my programs. Nine oh two one. Yeah, but I mean, stories. Like, some of those, some of those things that come out now, it's it's like a thousand times longer than a movie. Oh yeah, but it's a TV show. That's, Dude, the, that's new, the golden age of television, right there. We're living in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's. I mean, it's it totally absorbs your life, but I mean, I think it's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean to like be living in this time where series. Are becoming more popular than like full like feature length. Uh huh. And like the budget is there too. Like, oh yeah. yeah uh -huh. the, the the new season of uh, Game of Thrones. I I don't know a ton because I stopped watching after the second season out oh, of okay. sheer laziness. Well, and, no, that is what it is though. It's like fucking. It's like somebody's like, oh dude, you should watch this. You know, whatever dramatic television program. I was like, man, I'm just trying to fuck my life up. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I don't have two months to just sink into this right now. Right. That <laughs> shit to do. Exactly, dude. It's like those are. Those are minutes of your life that you don't get back. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that I try and keep in mind when we create shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, I want to make something that if people are going to invest some of the time in their life that they can't get back, you know, it's at least it's at least worth their while and enriching to mm -hmm. some degree. Yeah. Or I guess it could be said that it's also enriching to consume art 
that is deliberately non-enriching. Oh, yeah. Like, really, like, uh-huh. mind-numbing, banal I mean, stuff. RoboCop is my favorite film of all time. Like, <laughs> <in my life. laughs> it's pretty great. And obviously, RoboCop is great. I mean, there's some intellectual stuff going on there, but, you know. I also really like Death Wish 3, you know. <laughs> I think if Rogo, RoboCop came if RoboCop came out today, I don't think it would be nearly as cool. What made RoboCop so cool is it was the first of its kind to go to that level of graphic violence mm-hmm. in like an action movie and like be as deliberately violent and profane as yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like if you the the thing that stands out for me more about RoboCop and we've totally went on a tangent here, yeah right. now that, we're talking about RoboCop which yeah. I could do all day long hey I could talk about <laughs> RoboCop all day the thing that stands out for me about RoboCop isn't even necessarily the graphic violence because mm-hmm. I feel like my brain after watching all the things that uh, yeah, I watched we're become sense like yeah to uh-huh. but as a person whose language has in a lot of ways. Uh, become, I'll just go ahead and say more adult. Like, I don't swear as much as I used to. <laughs> I don't swear a whole lot less. Yeah. But I don't... That's a distinction, I, like, though, for sure. Like, it is it is definitely dialed back. And, like, I, which I think it's just, uh, is, is part of maturing as a human, right? Mm-hmm. Looking back and watching RoboCop, I'm taken aback by how much profanity is in it. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, the overuse of it. Uh-huh. Like, it's just like, ah, shit! Yeah. Fuck! Oh, man, well, fuck the this fucking money! Shit. Yeah, uh-huh. like, Where's <laughs> yeah. the fucking money? And yeah. I'll fuck the shit, man! Like, they are just, they're using it deliberately just to cuss. <laughs> and I watch that shit. I watch that shit and I listen to, like, 90s gangster rap. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go on another tangent. Yeah. <laughs> I watch yeah. that shit and I listen to 90s gangster rap. And to me... It sounds like when we were little kids, when you're a little kid and you're like first learning to cuss, uh-huh. and so you're trying to cuss as much as possible and you're using it at really inappropriate times and you haven't learned the like art of yeah, using like the nuances it tastefully. Of, yeah, the nuances uh-huh. yeah. of profanity, right? <laughs> but then you got to think about the source material of that was those movies. Oh, for sure. I mean, RoboCop was a fucking kids movie, you know? Yeah. Like, I had a, I had RoboCop it toys. It supposed to be. You know? Well, but they would sell it to kids. Like, there was a oh, cartoon yeah. of that shit. You like, know, I, like... I was supposed to... I remember watching it at a, a slumber party. Logan's brother's slumber party, actually, when I was a kid. Um... Uh, Marshall had this slumber party, and you know I was kind of the age in between Logan and and Marshall, mm-hmm. and so it was a lot of kids. It was a lot of kids that were two to three to four years older than me, and then Logan, who was one year younger than me, and they're all hanging out. And my parents didn't know, but the second that I walked in the door was the scene where Murphy's getting fucking uh-huh, blown yeah, away yeah. inside the warehouse in RoboCop, mm-hmm. like. What a great movie. Like, that yeah. that movie, like, how many slumber parties across the I nation? I was just going to say, actually, it's like, there's a perfect way to timestamp yourself. It's <laughs> like, yeah, slumber party where I was watching RoboCop. is like, sounds like you were somewhere having a good time in 1993. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was at a slumber par- I was at a slumber party when I saw uh, Freddy's Dead as well. Like, oh, when yeah. I saw- uh-huh. Freddy's Dead was the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie I ever saw, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I guess the, the, the point that I'm making is it's like, don't worry about keeping your kids from seeing shit because they're going to go to a slumber party at yeah, someone's house. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like, <laughs> they're going to see yeah. it. 
So you might as well be there to help with the context mm-hmm. side of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and being like, this movie swears an awful lot, and they're just doing it to be provocative, or that's really just some hamburger blowing up on some guy's Yeah, right, leg. yeah. It's like, and help these people with some understanding, you know? Yeah, th- 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 <laughs> this is, like, this is mental masturbation. You know that stuff that you... That you're going to be doing in the in the bathroom for an hour and a half a week, <laughs> a week, an hour and a half a day <laughs> for just the rest of your life together, forever. Yeah. yeah, man. We just linked a lot of things together. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I think I like just like ran into the center of the maze and now I'm fucking totally lost. Right. But to transport out, you know. Well, you left the room I and I just had to I just had to keep it going. So you're like you're like walking into I the middle of this. I barely started. Are you kidding? The cart has definitely jumped the track. Uh, yeah. So, well, what else are we talking about? Oh, so uh, we got we got Jake here. Yep. Um, Jake, as if you don't know, Jake is has taken up the reins, has taken the baton from Josh Finley, and is carrying on the front lines of Good Times uh, serialized graphic novel series that we've been working on. Boom. Concept yep. album and and concept album. Yeah, it's concept tie-in. album and graphic yeah. novel. And we've we've only released one so far. You may have seen it. If not, it's on YouTube. Uh, it's at the Mutiny Cafe too. Yeah, it's at the Mutiny Cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, about how I found you mm-hmm. is, I went into Mutiny Information Cafe, and I saw this comic called "This Is Heavy Metal," and yeah. uh, this is heavy metal. Um, I originally, when I saw it, it's Josh Finley and I were looking around Mutiny to get source material, reference material for our graphic novel. Uh-huh. That's a really nice way to put it. No, no, no. <laughs> we were going to look for ideas to steal. <laughs> there you go. Bring That's all right. I mean, you we we were like... shoplifting ideas <laughs> from Mutiny Information you know what they say Cafe. About good thieves, obviously, you know. That is a form of shoplifting, isn't it? Yeah, but it's when just you go how around just like. looking through stuff, and then you go and you make like you t- you take one little nugget of an idea that you just got and didn't buy anything, walk out of that yep. store, go home and create something from that idea, and take that investment and like grow it a million fold. Yeah, if you're lucky, yeah. like if you're like if you're like a big comic impresario, right? I mean, that's just what you do as an artist, and then you, know? you never have to give the business shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you never have to give. Well, them the shit. trick is is uh, making it just different enough from the source material that whoever like you know let's assume like the person that made that source material interacted with it wouldn't go like you stole that from me did you (laughs) (laughs) well i mean actually you would kind of want them to know that you stole it from yeah yeah or like is is there any is there any truer form of of flattery than somebody imitation yeah like if someone steals your shit, that's awesome. I'm talking about the poor store store owner. Yeah, you know people uh-huh. <laughs> people have been mischaracterizing the 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 store owner archetype in film <laughs> and television and books and every other medium for for centuries now. The the grouchy store owner who goes, "Hey kid, if you're not gonna buy anything, get out of here." Mm-hmm. He is just trying to conserve his bottom line, and he knows that the, the the possibility of what you can do. With the stuff that you're taking out of his shop, uh-huh. he knows he's not going to see a dime of that. So yeah, well, Jim is cool. I mean, Jim is yeah. Jim is on the level. In yeah. fact, I was just talking to him. Oh, yesterday. no, I'm talking. I'm talking about <laughs> like guys that, who that. own convenience stores. Yeah. In, just in movies. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not talking have about. You ever, uh, have you ever been They're to awesome. All in a Dream Comics off uh, Colfax and it's like Madison or something like that? Because there is a guy that works in there that is exactly that archetype, and he's fucking. Is he? He's is he that? The like you're gonna buy that? 
No, get the fuck out of my goddamn <laughs> is store. Really? You know, like, what is oh, the name like, of the shop? It's called All in a Dream. Um, I oh, think on his Colfax, name is Ray. like over by yeah, uh, yeah, like by Fatsilis, you know. Yeah, across the street from the Ethiopian restaurant yep, there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Um, like everybody in the comic scene has some different story. Like everybody has a funny story about a time that like, because sometimes he's cool, but a lot of times it's like. So what's up? You gonna buy that thing right now? Like, I oh, know I'm just browsing right now. I was like, all right, well, uh, go somewhere else and browse. I was like, okay, he's sir. Well, <laughs> like, and and that just goes to show, Jim and Matt, who mm-hmm. run business the right way, they have a thriving empire. Yeah. With, with live performance and the comics and the coffee shop and everything, and it's just growing all the time. And that dude has been in that same place. Yeah. For the same amount of time with those, or for. Like, he's been there as long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Like, at, at that little tiny spot on fucking Colfax. Mm-hmm. And hasn't really done a whole lot, it looks like. I think uh, I think he worked there when he was a kid, and, like, he just ended up with it. I'm pretty sure is what happened to him. <laughs> They're just and, like, yeah, like, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like trying to sell him stuff a lot of times, because, like, you know, I mean, working in indie comics, you know, especially, like, in Denver, is, like, you just end up selling your books around the, you know, the different comic shops that are in the city. Right. And, uh, like, sometimes he'll take stuff, but most of the time it's, like, you know, it's, like, does it look like I'm fucking gonna buy something from you right now dude like I have a whole store worth of shit I don't fucking need any more of it I don't have a lot of money get the fuck out of here (laughs) but I mean I guess here's a tip if you happen to be in there if you talk to him about Judge Dredd you'll be totally fine he fucking loves Judge Dredd okay (laughs) so do I so you know So did you bring uh, did you bring any of the stuff from the comic with you? Yeah, I actually have. Uh, I have like all the pages on me right now. You yeah. should you should break them out. Let's yeah. take a look. Yeah. I mean, that won't matter to anybody listening to the podcast, <laughs> but but you're gonna hear our reactions. In, to envision some of seeing stuff. some comics pages. Reactions right now. are huge right now. <laughs> yeah. Re- reaction audio oh, instead of reaction videos. Like it's just like <laughs> like can you imagine a podcast like Ooh. a series of podcasts of just ah. people reacting to two <laughs> Oh, there we go. Uh, Producer extraordinaire, Garuda coming through. Should we just hey. show, it, show it up to you? Uh, well, I have the... I, before I came here, I was working on the cover, so... <laughs> the cover is a Ooh. is like a, a parody homage to uh, Death Race 2000. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. That's really coming together. You I'm turned into the sexy driving. babe right there. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's just like, what's on the cover? And I was like, well, who's going to be there? I was like, may as well throw Aaron in there. <laughs> so he, you can literally see all of his teeth. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you're you're almost done with the first book. Yeah, yeah. I just have to letter it, basically, and, and color this. Um, yeah. And is this, now, is this the first time you've done anything like this? Like, made a comic for someone else? No, I've done, like, commission work. Um, I haven't ever worked on an ongoing series like this for somebody else. Like, I've done my own, uh, you know, series. Series? Series? Yeah, but this is is probably, like, the biggest comic job I have had up to this point. (laughs) I'm glad that you consider it to be a big comic job. Yeah. It's a, big, it's a big job. It's there's a there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a lot, you know. So, yeah, there certainly is a lot of content. So, so tell me tell me what you've really liked about uh, doing this doing this with us so far. Um, like what what are some of the things that have jumped out well, as like on, most one, significant? One thing, do you, is this all original on this thing? You, yeah, you, yeah. You kind of graph it out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Wow, one yeah. shot, <laughs> one shot on each frame. Boom. Fuck, uh, that's cool, man. Yeah, right on, man. Yeah, he, you should see how quickly he turns around like pencil oh, sketches yeah, and stuff I've seen like those. that. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I, I get I get a message from it, and then the Patreons, and then it pops up on Patreon. So if I don't check my message fast enough, uh-huh. I know the people on Patreon got to see it before I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's like uh, you and I have similar writing styles in general, right? Like, there's obviously uh, like 
an analogous aesthetic sensibility. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been cool, like, you know, it's just been cool working on a project that is, you know, like, of this size. Making comics is, you know, is fucking is a crazy thing to do in the first place. But, you know, working on something that uh, seems like it just could have been something that I made in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, when I got hired to do this job, I was like, ooh, I am really the right person to That's have this tight. job, you know? Oh, right on. That's yeah. Tight. The van, the van driving away from the Marauders. Boom. Well, and that—that's the thing. Boom. Like now, now, like, <laughs> yeah. like I was saying, like when I first found you, I thought that that comic that you drew, the "This Is Heavy Metal," yeah. a lot of pages I thought too. that that was by Heavy Metal Magazine. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought, I thought Heavy Metal Magazine had put out. Uh, put out like a single series that they were doing like a short run series mm-hmm. and I thought it was brilliant I thought I it was kind of actually tried to make that white. happen before <laughs> Dude, <laughs> and, and, and that's the thing is it's this really fantastic I guess what you would call hash art rock art yeah, yeah. type of stuff um, you know what I mean yeah. this is so cool it, it, it's <laughs> guns. And it's yeah. it's I saw that and I remember I bought I bought a copy of This Is Heavy Metal and I took it home for reference material and you know long story short Josh and I went through our run and he was just, you know, he was un, unable to do it on the timeline with his schedule yeah, and, yeah. And, and the massive amount of work that he I has mean, to do. I mean, making comics is a fucking, is a thing. You well, know, like, and, under any circumstances. And it's you know, a like, different type <laughs> of... How much fucking work went into each one of these? Guys? A ton of it. A ton of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um... Logan's big ass arms. <laughs> kind of beating up the guy on top of the roof. Yeah. That's so cool. And, uh, it's... So so Josh so Josh had to leave the project, and then Logan tells me he's got this guy that come that hangs out at the bar that would be perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Well, because um, it is like uh, you know they were doing Tuesday two or Tuesday two dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, and, and so because like my cartoonist like meet up basically, uh, it's like the way that I actually got into the comic scene in the first place. It's called Denver Drink and Draw. Uh, we meet on Tuesday nights, anyways, and so you know, obviously, we're cartoonists, so drinking is a part of the whole scenario. <laughs> right. Uh, so and so, yeah, we would just go to streets like every Tuesday, right. you know. Um, and yeah, that's how I ended up meeting Logan. And bam, so know, I, have, you, I just straight up drank my way into this job. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to be. I think all of us you know, have drank our way into yeah, this job. That's, that's a classic. The way, the way you get most jobs or become part of something, I realize, is just showing up and being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. It's all. I mean, it all comes from yep. relationships. We were talking about that before we started the show today. That like the the whole reason that this this podcast happens in this room and 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 all these connections have happened and that the Nug Nation is is a thing and has come together the way it is mm-hmm. and. And it's all from basically just showing up and hanging out with people who are doing similar things to you. Yep, yep. Helping each other out. And then eventually, if you stick with it, you both sides get better and better. Yep, yep. And everybody within your network gets better and better at their craft. And it's like, hey, look, we're grownups who have gotten really good at this yeah, thing. Yeah, right. It's definitely like a, a part of a part of it is just like fucking staying in the game. You yeah, know? like just it doesn't stay in the it's game. Not a, it's not a, the easiest thing in the world to do. And I, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, not stay in the game, and uh, I get that. But you know, if it's you're really practice tonight, <laughs> yeah, it just takes off, dude. Um, that, okay, so for those of you listening at home. This this that last is great man. I've seen all these pictures except for I think the cover. Yeah, I mean, uh, which is like just an email, yeah. but it doesn't uh-huh. really do it nearly the justice it does in person. Yeah, you can, you can yeah. definitely see how much work is. Do you, in this in this <laughs> last frame, it, or in this last page, mm-hmm. it is all dick jokes. Yeah, yes, it is. Like the entire thing <laughs> yeah. is oh, all dick jokes. Uh, uh, yeah, the 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 alphabet mm. game. Uh-huh. The alphabet game. Yeah. Okay. 
Have you guys? <laughs> yeah. Have you guys ever played the Alphabet game? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, so you guys, you guys have road games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, I want to know about some of your road games. Here in a second. <laughs> so one of the road games we used to play is you just do the Alphabet game where you would try and make the funniest, like immature, like perverted. Um, Sentence uh-huh. from all the same letters. It's like alliteration. So, yeah. like, uh-huh. Aaron ate uh, alligator ass <laughs> against uh, 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 anthropologist advisement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Something like that, and you go on and on and on. I did so, terrible on that voice acting thing. So, that's what I think is really funny, is if you if you read the comic... Like, there will be the written version where it's like we say these certain things, but then when you listen to the audio mm-hmm. version, I've been deliberately throwing stuff into the audio version that is different from... Yeah, the, I actually noticed that. The, uh-huh. the, the, the comic version. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you, if you look at the first episode, Logan says, I gotta take a shit, mm-hmm. and then the comic says, like, I need to piss or something like uh-huh. that. And then <laughs> yeah. there's this exchange between him and Parker. Uh-huh. Like, the audio version and the video version are different. Yeah. Than, yeah. than the actual text of the comic. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the comic there, we have this session where we really played the alphabet game in the studio, and Tony totally blows it, and we make fun <laughs> of him. It's fucking great. You gotta move over, pal. Yeah, move, move, move further that way. You move closer in. There we go. Okay, cool. Cool. Thank you, Gordo. We're so glad you're here to make us sound good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so back to back to the story. I started contacting you. We started getting together, having meetings. I was really impressed with how quickly you turned around storyboards. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing is is this stuff. He didn't do it all in one shot. He just no. storyboarded the whole thing out first. We got together. Yeah, had a yeah no, I about I the, the the story points. What I mean, what I mean by one just shot went, is it's on one piece of paper. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the one shot. Like, yeah. After you have all the ideas compiled and you're ready to actually put pencil to paper, it's still on one piece of paper. Yeah. Right. I mean, I do like regularly get people is like, well, like what happens when you fuck up? And it's like, well, you make it. I mean, I have. Happy I mean, I've been doing this for pretty much my entire life. So it's like, kind of just don't. Do you think it's really a matter of having your your SOP your standard operating procedure down like, oh for sure especially making comics like you know I mean think like let alone like fucking writing it and like fucking paneling everything out and all the stuff that goes into you know just like the preparatory part of making a comic like even just like from the moment that you start on page one to the moment that you have like a product is an enormous amount of work so it's yeah. kind of just like right. you gotta get in there and just like know exactly what you're doing otherwise you know this is like not gonna happen in fact right. like a lot of times like like I younger this diagram <laughs> um, like like uh, younger artists will tell me is like, you know, it's like, hey man, I'm thinking about getting into comics. It's like, all right, fucking think about what you just said because you're about to fuck your life up real bad. <laughs> if you were trying to do this, like, take it from me right now. This yep. is gonna be a real endeavor. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's the it's a thing that you have to, you know, have a very clear idea about what you're gonna do in right. order to do it in the first place because it takes forever. The, to make comics. I understand. Yeah. My 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 nephew uh, Desi when he started having an interest in music. Interest in music? What are you trying to do? Uh-huh. Like, I want to play the drums. I was like, you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll, always, you'll have a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll <laughs> yeah. always. Have I want to play guitar. I for yourself, right? Yeah, for fun. <laughs> this is gonna have to be for fun. You have to really like this, yeah. otherwise you're fucking gonna drive yourself <laughs> so crazy. Drums. Yeah, you're fine. You know what? You know what I found was bass would have been an optional too. <laughs> it's also valuable. Like, are you willing to get in front of people and make an ass of yourself? Mm-hmm. 
for years. Okay. Yeah, for you, years. You should be a singer. <laughs> yeah. You should be a singer, man. Yet, are you, are you willing to be a total train wreck mm-hmm. and destroy your life for like for decades until you eventually fucking just drop dead from something? And yep. It's a really sad story. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's like Paul Rogers is amazing and he's got his shit together and everything, but nobody's trying to fuck Paul Rogers. Uh, yeah. man. Everybody wants to fuck. Everybody wants to fuck Iggy Pop. Ain't nobody fucking Paul Rogers. <laughs> I'm sure there's Paul a Rogers few. Paul Rogers goes home to a nice glass of wine no, after these Paul Rogers shows. goes home to his wife and his family <laughs> and his his good, stable, secure life, and that's wonderful. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason, actually, Paul Rogers is still doing it, and it's because he didn't do that shit. Yeah. He didn't destroy himself. But um, as, far as, doing, as far as doing comics go, so, like, it, it seems to me like your whole the, the difference between most illustrators and a comic illustrator is just like because you have to turn out so many drawings in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. it's really about like operationalizing your process yeah. as much no, as just possible. efficiency 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 you know yeah yeah it's yeah. It, it's insane how like you've turned out a page of this book every single week oh yeah which is I mean, it's Which supposed is to be more than that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't undersell me on no, the air. No, I did too. It's like um, uh, I've been working in like a slightly yeah, right. <laughs> I've been working like a slightly different style working on this book, um, and you know it took me like a little while to sort of like get into the rhythm of uh, you know just like going from fucking pencils to inks to it being done basically. Well, into you know, our like, schedule. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's mm-hmm. like. We have a pretty clear idea of what we want to do as far as a schedule. Now we don't keep to that at all. Yeah, it's what life is like. But, you know, we're well, artists. You know, but, you know, we well, have we, we offshoot by years. We have a guiding star <laughs> that we aim for. Uh, it's just sometimes we don't realize how far stars are away, honey. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they look closer. Oh, they sure look close and bright, don't they? But they're it's a beautiful analogy for what it's like to be an artist. Yeah. They're so far away. That even when we invent warp technology, we as human beings will probably not be able to travel there. But you go ahead and shoot for it. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. Got it in my sights. So what what would you say has been the most challenging thing about um, about working on this book? Um, hitting deadlines. It's just pretty much the entire thing. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the whole thing yeah. every time. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, always, especially with comics. Like, um. Really, like you talk to any cartoonist that's like you know doing this all the time or for a living, you know, yeah. it is always like you know it's like fucking thirty-two-year-old people that look like they're fifty. Not really always yeah. that, but you know, it's like just deadlines are fucking everything. You know, like I don't know, right. a friend of mine. Uh, well, I guess I have a couple different friends that work on books for Image, but like you know, it's like man, like remember when we were young and this was fun still? Like <laughs> yeah, now I'm just like I like you know what I can't be having this conversation right now. I've got sh- I got shit I have to do right now. Right. You know, that's like, why Finley uh, talks while looking down. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why that's why he writes at the or that's why he draws at the bar. Like pretty uh, much he's drawing yeah. every free second he has, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've seen, I've well, seen, I I've like, he he's he's drawing at Skylark, talking hanging out with me and Laura mm-hmm. while doing his work and t- and told me like he yeah, I'm doing this for this band or this person or whatever, you know. And then yo, are you guys gonna go to Three Kings? Uh-huh. I'll meet you there. <laughs> that was the last time I talked to him. Was that? I sat down and then started drawing. We hung out at Three Kings that way. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, uh-huh. he's he's a busy dude and uh, really talented. But yeah, you, I guess I guess that's the kind of drive you, you have to do if you're. Uh, it's just hustling. You're like, I mean, if you're trying to do so this with your to, life, it like, takes so much 
minutes, hours. Oh, yeah. It just it takes so much time. Like, it's it's fucking crazy. That's like, absolutely nuts. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, uh, like, getting into art school, um, you know, I was in my early 20s. And, you know, up to that point, I was just, like, a high-ass idiot, pretty much. You know, I was, like, I always liked drawing, and, you know, it is whether that was what it was. But it was, like, you know, getting into school, uh, one of the things that they kind of just beat the shit into you at art school is, like, just your life is just, like, you're going to be sitting down. Get mm-hmm. ready get ready to sit down and look at something for a real long time. Because mm-hmm. they just, like, I mean, you just, like, hit the ground running, basically. It's, like, 90-hour weeks, like, all the fucking time. Well, that's know? the only way you're going to get good is, yeah. is by... Yep. Drawing as much as you probably, 90 hours a week? No, is that fucking, what? It was crazy. That shit was fucking wow. nightmare. But, you know, it's like, I think it's important to, you know, have that set up for yourself. I mean, generally speaking, if you're going to, like, you know, being a young person that's decided that this is what they're trying to do with their life, you know, it's like, you have to go through a period where it's just like, you're going to sleep for two hours, for two years, and just fucking forget about all your friendships. Like, and that's the only all your you friendships good. are now going to be, like, professional friendships and relationships. And, uh, yeah, you're just going to be fucking... Wow. Putting that pen on that goddamn piece of paper all the fucking time, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, now, here. Yeah. It's now, right here on this podcast. And now baby. you're heading straight to the big time. <laughs> straight to the top, Jenny. Talking <laughs> on microphones with a couple of guys and their six followers. <laughs> Five followers. Gordo's here now. Oh yeah. yeah. Gordo's, Gordo's like, I don't have to listen to it. I was there for yeah, it. I, mean, I work on it. I listen to it. I suppose, but you know. I um, keep work at work. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So, so not okay. Artwork looks great. Yeah, the artwork terrible. looks amazing. Tell, <laughs> obviously, all those hours definitely paid off. I, I gotta know. You, you I try. gotta know. <laughs> you and you and I get together a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not a lot, but when we get together, we talk a lot about the story, and we talk about kind of like we collaborate on our vision of of yeah. which way this thing is going. Uh-huh. So. How are you finding the story? How are you finding the evolution of it? How are you like? Uh, it's great. Um, I need to read all of the stuff that you sent me. So Just what, to be straight what, up, oh, I have yeah. I have not read all. What, of them. what have you read so far? <laughs> uh, I well, I I mean, I poured over the second one at this point, and I read the third one like uh, a couple weeks ago. But that is as far as I've read. There's definitely some things like, that need yeah. to get rewritten. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like like I think about. The, the, the episodes that I've written so far mm-hmm. are kind of like a strand of hair which is long overdue for being cut. Yeah. The further yeah, you go that's out... That's always what it's like. The more you know, like... brittle and frayed it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you were to read the most recent chapter I wrote, yeah. it's it's the equivalent of, like, drawing... A, like, a kid drawing a stick figure house with fucking this is mommy and this is daddy and this is our dog and this is the sun like that's that's pretty much what the the, the latest ones look like uh, but, uh just like getting some ideas out there basically but the ones that are right the in first front seven of you are great yeah yeah that's, that's the ones i've read yeah i think i think i'm up to like eighth or ninth or something uh, yeah you, i think you sent me eight is what i've got in my email I, that i have not yet read so <laughs> i might tell you that on air hey, right now you know? take your time <laughs> take your time yeah it is kind of like will. yeah because yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be taking hours sweet ass time you know yeah man um not it's 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 really been a lot of fun to to see it come to life in a different way than i think it was originally planned but that's the way it goes mm-hmm. now all i get, gotta say is Please stay alive, because I would I'm do lo- my best for I'm, that one. You know, I'm really looking I'm forward, for you. <laughs> dude. I'm really looking forward to to doing the whole series with yeah. you, man. And I yeah. mean, we have 36 of these planned. Yeah, it's, bam, it's gonna be a lot. Yeah, like I I have 
and all that shit I looked at was just one of them. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I've got Ooh, I've got the whole that thing. That just makes my wrist hurt. I've got the whole thing <laughs> basically planned out, mm. and it's a great story. Now I hope you should hear him tell it. Just I've I've the, I've heard the, of that his, happening. His, you know, like his, Lo- his Logan kind of told me about it one night actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can I can describe the the story and all that, but you should get him in a basement. <laughs> kind of. Let me tell you a tale. <laughs> well, that is too what it's always like, yeah. you know. It's like because you know I have a bunch of stories that I've like either written or you know have planned out, and it's always kind of fun that like, all right, you want to hear my ideas? I'm just gonna take you through the whole fucking thing. It's yeah, like, that's I'm gonna tell part. you like you know, let me make a movie in your brain, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, what I what I think what I think of is someone like Tesla. Mm-hmm. He would talk about being able to set a machine to work in his head. <laughs> And then come back and check on that machine and see what was happening with it. You know uh-huh. what I mean, he would he would imagine things and then turn them over to his unconscious and let it work. Like that's really all he was referring to. Is he's like, yeah. he's basically saying, I come up with an idea and then I turn it over to my unconscious and then I come back and check on it from yeah. time to time. Yeah. And what I've noticed with making this story in this universe, and I assume it's the same for authors of other stories and universes out there, and like what I've. What I've read and researched seems to say that is mm-hmm. that it unfolds the more you work on it and the more you think about it and the more you revisit these different ideas. Yep. Yep. They start to, it's like revisiting a memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets sweeter over time. Yeah, uh-huh. it gets sweeter yeah. over time and <laughs> yeah. you start filling or in worse, blanks and worse, editing yeah. stuff yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. And, or worse, or worse, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like the more times you visit a memory, the more it gets colored. Just the more and distorted shaped, it right? becomes, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's that's what writing any fiction is like. Yeah. It's like just using the mechanics and wiring of your brain to go back to an idea and watch it deepen and and add contrast and colors and and yeah. and it's been a lot of fun returning to this over and over again because as I've been doing that. It keeps getting bigger and bigger, and mm-hmm. and there's uh, different characters are coming into it, different landscapes are coming into it, different um, different experiences of the characters, uh-huh. you know, like their their life experience sort of things. Anyway, can you still give that spiel? Can I still give that spiel? <laughs> Your pitch. Do you remember the pitch? What was the pitch? It was the whole story of the fucking. <laughs> oh, just like what I was what I was telling your brother on the tour and stuff like that. That's one of them. That's one way you did it. There yeah. Do you have like a, you have like you an elevator it. pitch for it? I don't really have an elevator no, pitch el- for yeah. it. The elevator I, pitch if if somebody had. asked me, I would probably I would probably when, when I tell people what I'm doing mm-hmm. is like I say yeah. is I say oh I'm in the process of writing um, a, a serialized concept album and graphic novel mm-hmm. like it. And it, if they ask more about that, it's it's what did I say? I said um, like a rock and roll hesh art. Uh, I've, I've used those words before. Um, I've said I don't know what I would say. It's about I need to write an elevator pitch. Write an elevator pitch <laughs> about the story, not necessarily about the project. Oh, they, well. So, well, you know, I would actually I would add the project in it, yeah. like with the concept album and everything, because like it's obviously it's like such an integral I just part want, of it. I just, you know? I just want him to retell the story because the first time I heard, it, I think it was in the basement of Cabal. It would take a whole episode. Like <laughs> it would Cabal, take a long fucking time. Yeah. What time yeah. we got? <laughs> what time we got? It is four seventeen right now. <laughs> I can I'm, I can you know, do a short I'll, version. I want to yeah. take a break. Okay, we're gonna take a and quick we'll, we'll break. The, we'll get to the news and then we'll we'll do the, uh, the yeah your spiel yeah. Oh, and uh, we're also going to check out some stuff via Jake's band. Jake is oh, the yeah. frontman of an awesome band called Hail <laughs> Satan, 
we're going to uh, we're going to watch your video up there on the monitor. Oh, cool, and, nice. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, we're going to talk about that Sweet. here in a minute. We're going to do that for our commentary this week. Uh, it looks like we've got a lot of show to do for you because we're going to get into some shit. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, welcome back to the motherfucking podcast. I, well, I say welcome back, but if they're like listening to this, it's already been edited and produced, so it probably went like, we're going to take a br- quick break. Here's some music, here's hey. some music. All right, welcome back. You know, <laughs> it came right back. So they, they experience time differently is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, hey, uh, we're here with Jake Fairley. We're here with Jake Fairley on the motherfucking podcast hanging out. I uh, wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, of course, the Nug Nation Studios, where, Thanks, we, guys. where we record Boom. this podcast. and. Where uh, some very big things are happening and some very big things are coming out. So watch the Nug Nation in Man, 2019. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say it to a terrible amount. You know what I mean? The, all I can say is is keep an eye on the Nug Nation in 2019. A whole lot of stuff is going on. Uh, it, it's pound for pound. The best homegrown go. comedy in years. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like South Park. South Park was made of weed. It's like a it's like a cartoon show where these like nuggets of weed get into these like crazy hijinks and stuff like that. There you go. It's uh man, it's really a funny show and it's a it's an absolute joy to work on. Check it out on the nugnation.com. Evergroove Studio, the official studio of motherfucking ruckus, of course. Go up there, make a record. It's uh solar powered. Solar powered. <laughs> solar powered. Studio yeah, in the up, heart, man. in the heart of Evergreen, Colorado. Well, we've got a lot to do. We've got a lot to talk about in this episode. Yeah, well, this is like my favorite part. Okay, this is your favorite part because one of, one of the spiels. Because of the spiels. Okay, Evergreen Studio <laughs> in Evergreen, Colorado, uh, the finest studio in the state of Colorado, if not the planet, located in the Black Mountain Range of Evergreen, Colorado. Some of the most beautiful country in the state. Absolutely gorgeous, state of the art audio and video studio located deep in the woods in the middle of nowhere. It's amazing. Solar powered. Good luck finding a studio like that. Designed uh, by the same designer who did God City Studios, which is Converge's studio. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's an amazingly cool place. Everything sounds really cool. And Brad and Jenny and the Ethans and everybody up there at the studio are amazing to work with, man. Love them very much. Flip Studio. Flip. That's Evergrove Studio. Very cool. <laughs> Book your next session there. Until Brad, the boys oh, sent you. you. All right. <laughs> Flipside Music here in Denver, Colorado. Boutique style equipment store specializing in guitars and amps and pedals primarily. They got a bunch of other shit too, but that's that's the coolest stuff I've seen is like some super rare and like like off-brand fucking guitar pedals and shit like that. Uh, it, better than any it, take every big box store in the country and distill it down to only like the good shit that they have on the shelves yeah. and that's Flipside Music uh, check them out and tell like oh, oh boy <laughs> where's that located? Uh, that is located down on uh, do you know where uh, Blackout Screen Printing is? Uh, like on the south side, is that right? Yeah, it's it's on a coma down uh-huh. south uh, towards Englewood. Uh-huh. I should probably get the address <laughs> um, and use that in the spiel. It's like, where's that located? If this was a commercial, <laughs> yeah, it would be right? like, it'd be like off 104th and da 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 da. But yeah, it's Gordon's looking it up. The... Can, you, can you pull that up, Gordo? It's, it's down on South Tacoma. Um, yeah, tell like the boys sent you. Uh, Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official rehearsal studio of. 
the Rock Combo Motherfucking Ruckus, where we make the magic happen. And uh, I got to tell you, it's really nice to just be able to show up somewhere, have a couple drinks over at Larimer Lounge, walk in and just plug into whatever equipment they have set up there in the room. It's fantastic. It's a man. We've had houses that were practice spaces before, and it is just not worth the trouble. It's uh-huh. soundproofing and dealing with landlords and dealing with all the drama of the neighbors and paying the cops, the and the paying for the electricity. Shit, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Flipside Music is on sixteen seventy three South Acoma. Yeah, mm. sixteen seventy three South Acoma in Denver. You don't want to end up on sixteenth. Uh, yeah, Rock and Space <laughs> Rehearsal Studios in Rhino. And tell Kate, the oh boys, boys sent you. <laughs> Matula Plumbing. Matula. Des Plaines, Illinois. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Our number two, or your number two, is our number one priority. Edit that. <laughs> your shit is our bread and butter. And by that I mean, I don't mean what you think I mean. I mean, Ew. we smear your shit on, on bread. bread and bagels. White bread. White bread. Bleachy. Just bleachy, I mean, weed bleached shit. flour, processed white bread. We have toast, or Texas toast or from Texas Waffle toast. House, yeah. and we eat it. Tula's Plumbing also won the Super Service Award for 2011 from Angie's List. No shit. Did they really? Way to go, Jerry. <laughs> hey, way to go, Jerry. For, Nailed wait, it. They, they it ur- just, earned the Service Award of the Year. Is that what you said? The Super ah, Service Award. Not just Angie's service. Super Angie's service. Way to go, Jerry. Way to go, Jerry. <laughs> hey, man. You know... If that doesn't say it, that's going into the spiel from now on. It's like Super Service Award winner, Matula Plumbing, right. from Des Plaines, Illinois. Angie's List, <laughs> Angie's List Super, Super Service, Service Award. I mean, if, if Pabst Blue Ribbon is still going to advertise winning the Blue Ribbon in 18. Yeah, and I mean, this you know? was a recent award. What year did they win, Gordo? 2011. That Boom. was a good year. <laughs> there was a lot of competitors in the plumbing business in 2011. Historic year for plumbing. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was that was known as the big shit boom, the brown boom. <laughs> that was called the brown Jerry, boom. Jerry's motto is treat people as you want to be treated. Work as if it was your mother's house, and leave the job cleaner than when you arrive. Now that that's service, right? That's there. service, right there. Actually, when when I started getting into my own business here. Did you adopt no, Jerry Matula's values in your electrician's Jerry, Jerry, Jerry told me about it. And he goes, hey, man, you want to get some uh, good customers? Wear booties. <laughs> customers love it. They love it when you show up in their house wearing booties, man. Yeah, they don't want he, shit tracked all over their house. He's right, man. So if I can wear those booties around the house, you don't. Yeah. Dude, that's I don't know. Like, I don't know yeah, what it uh, is, but whenever a stranger, like <laughs> whenever a stranger comes into your house, if they wear their shoes into your house, there's a party that gets a little like, yeah. I know where I've walked. My, but I don't my know house where is a shithole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nah, booties, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Jerry Matula and Matula Plumbing, fantastic place. And tell Jerry, the, the boys sent you. Um, and then uh, Mutiny Information Cafe and Mutiny Transmissions, easily the coolest place in Denver, Colorado. Boom. Easily, it's like the amoeba music of Denver. Denver. But it's not just like amoeba music. Like it's like amoeba no. music mixed with an arcade, mixed with muddies, uh, mixed with cafe wa from San Francisco, uh, <laughs> and mixed with uh, that 
coffee shop from Friends <laughs> mixed with that record store from the High Fidelity, the one with John Cusack, yeah, and, yeah. and mixed with a comic store. Yep. Man. Yeah, it's just a cool place. It's, it's just a, it's, a, it's an amazing it's, it's place. A, it's a cool guy place. It's a yeah. hub. It's a it's a fantastic place just to go hang out and spend some time. Um, Mutiny Information Cafe, Tooth South Broadway, Tooth South Broadway, Tooth South, South Broadway. Broadway. I'm a little high. I'm sorry. We haven't done the podcast in a while, and talking under the influence is not something I. Well, never mind. I waited. I waited until we got on the air for you. No, no. <laughs> that was see. You should have let me get high before we got on the air. No, this don't so that it had time to acclimate. No, to, you like, want to get that. Doing. You know, you, you want to be raw. You yeah, know, get the, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you want to be raw <laughs> going yeah. in. Yeah, that's, why you, uh, that's why you recorded us without our consent. Mutiny <laughs> Information Cafe. Tell Jim and Matt uh, the boys sent you. Okay, so we're back from break. Hello. You got Wait. one more. Oh, and, a really and the one. most important one for sure. Um, the generous, lovely, beautiful, fantastic, just warm, uh, gorgeous, lovable souls who who support us on Patreon.com uh, via their monthly contribution. Man, I am so glad you guys are still fucking on with that, dude. It's so you're one of them. Yep. Yeah. Tony. Tony is is one of our patrons. He puts was, his money where his mouth I was, is. I was just saying yeah. that a lot of those uh, pages that Jake showed me. I saw through Patreon, and and by choice, kind of, because I would get the text or the band thread or whatever, and uh, I'll check it in a second. I'm busy working. And then I see the Patreon pop up, like, immediately afterwards. I'm like, oh, well, I, it's like everybody's I, got it. Yeah. I paid for this information. <laughs> I, uh, I I kind of want to open this notification. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll look at it through that and then check back on our band thread. Yeah. yeah. I, I just personally... Like, not even just our project. Like, it's very cool that these people are backing our project. Yeah, thanks, guys. But beyond that, I think Patreon as a platform is just a very cool idea. Um, I think that I have noticed a certain aversion among musicians to use it. Um, it, got, it got some bad press kind of early on among the independent music community, which I think was – I guess I can understand it because things kind of – a little spark of – of upset occurs and then it just catches fire and mm-hmm. a bunch of people get burned up in it. But man, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. It's a fucking great platform. I support at least a dozen people on that platform from artists to podcasters, to authors, to uh, just people who are really smart and coming up with really great stuff and, and, and sharing ideas with the world. Cause I think that people should be supported for making a contribution to Human society. Well, you gotta I, be I, able to get a sandwich, you know. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be able to get a sandwich. Well, and it makes it so we can do our work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 100%. We're not. We're not necessarily depending on gigs. See, everybody loses out when you're depending just on gigs to get money because you're you're doing it so that you can support the band and so that. Um, well, you can't play that many gigs next to each other. Yeah, you can't play that uh-huh. many gigs next yeah. to each other, yeah. and. And rehearsing for a show is different than writing. You know what I mean? Much different. Like, mm-hmm. taking the time to write and create stuff. We're and, rehearsing tonight. Well, dude, we're rehearsing tonight for the show coming up. We're yeah. rehearsing, which is something we're going to get to in the news section here in a little bit, because there's some big news on that. Um, but it's being able to just have operating capital to go, what do we really want to do? Like, we want to put out a record. We want to put out a video. We want to put out a video series. We want to put out a comic book series. Yep. And having just that money that we can count on every month makes it so that we're 
able to fucking do that shit. Because the thing like a lot of people don't consider is like, especially with a band, running a band costs a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. It's just what there is. It's a very expensive endeavor. Um, yeah, you gotta. Well, and there's not. It's not like. The old days where some label picks you up Uh and like even the friends of mine that are on labels, dude, they get put through the fucking juicer, man. Mm -hmm. Like there are label deals for, and I won't mention the names of these labels, but there are label deals from labels that are on records in your home Mm -hmm. that uh, like, and I'm talking like punk rock and metal records that are in your home where part of their deal is like, yeah, we'll take care of everything, but we own the rights to all your music. Yep. Yep, like they're like we we own your whole catalog. That's a tale as old as time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. but I mean that is still largely practiced mm-hmm. among labels that are like what I would consider what second, third tier labels and and shit like that. We won't go into names, but Gordo's <laughs> shaking his head because he knows what I'm fucking talking about. Uh, yeah, so it really, man. We are able to hire Jake to do this comic because of it. We are able to keep going to the studio and work on the record with Brad because of it. We're able to keep working with our animator, Jamie, because of it. We're going to be able to hire a publicist here soon. We're hiring Groovy. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah, we're going to – Awesome. We're hiring Groovy to help us promote the new record here in the United States. Oh, that rules. Groovy's great, by the way. Groovy's amazing, Groovy. Groovy Nouvel. Cool guy. Dude, and he's got a a full-on plan, and he's like, let's fucking do this, Mm -hmm. and he's excited about it. So we're able to afford that. We're able to afford – uh, sending money to our label. <laughs> sending money to our label. Yeah, right. <laughs> that is what and life that, is like we out thank there, you. Folks. And for that, we thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 hey, shout out to Rodeo Star Records, our, our label in, in Germany, fucking <laughs> throwing opportunities our way like you would not believe. They're amazing. We love them. Um, but part of the deal we have worked out is basically they print our records, and then when we run out of records, because we sell a bunch of them, mm-hmm. We have to have new ones shipped over here from Germany, and they sell them to us at cost, and yep. that's part of our operating expenses. That's another thing that like people just would never think of is like, oh, you've got you know whatever representation yeah. it is, you like your publisher, record label, whatever is like, so yeah, you're set, right? You just like get in a car and then play shows. Like, fuck, no, it's not no, like that. I'm, I like, bu- I'm buying the shit from not. them <laughs> and selling it to people myself. It's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what there is. Pretty much, it's like it's it's like basically I'm going to tote around the worst flea market in the world <laughs> and and hope to make a little money. And when I say that, I mean it's like it's like a flea market with only one stand in it. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, here's my show. Yep. Or like, cause like, you know that you have walked into the apartment of somebody who's playing the game when you walk in there and you see like, oh, that what's the, in that box over there? It's like, oh, those are just all my books or all my CDs or whatever, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. every one of those people has exactly that somewhere. It's like, <sighs> yeah. yeah. I, I'm the guy in the band that has all the merch. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's in the laundry It gets room. moved yeah. around. <laughs> and I, ha- I have oh, the Ruckus yeah. merch and then I have the Blind Staggers merch. <laughs> Gordo's shaking his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, actually, Gordo's is in his trunk. That's why I got a shirt one time. When I had the van, see, no, now this is the one thing I do miss about having a <laughs> Thanks, van. Gordo. I don't miss how much it costs me. Mm-hmm. I don't miss the gas. I don't miss the insurance. I don't miss any of that shit. There is one thing. Like, I, the, the, 
in the mobile office, dude. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. The mobile office. No, my, dude. My thing was the camaraderie before and after shows. Well, but we can, rent, we can rent a van for that. I was so jealous that Granny <laughs> Tweed got to, like, drive off together in that van with only three of them. So they each got a bench, clearly. <laughs> well, but, like, they were hanging out, just probably shooting the shit, going, man, those ruckus guys suck. Well, I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've broken it down with John Caseta's van coming. before. Are you it, talking about Josh Finley's mobile office? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's his favorite part about the, yeah. the band. That's what I my miss about the band. My, mine's, mine's the band camaraderie before and after the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. And we were just talking about how one of the most fun things to do for recreation is talk shit about the band you just played with. <laughs> and so he was making the joke that, like, as soon as those guys get in the band, it's like, those fucking ruckus guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a classic that pastime right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good guys. Good guys. Great. Bad band. Oh, yeah. All of them. <laughs> good guys. Bad band. <laughs> I just, or it's the reverse of that. Listen. It's like, no, their music was good, but those guys were fucking assholes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Hardly ever. That's nice <laughs> guys. Yeah. Really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is. Uh, no, but like I, I broke it down with uh, John Caseta uh, from Seventh Circle because we mm -hmm. rent his Pick band from him up. a lot. And he... Uh, he rents his van to us for like a, a flat rate a day. And I did the math and basically for what I was paying for my van every month, we could rent his van for 20 days a month. Oh yeah. And unless you're touring full like time, constantly, yeah. you don't need to have a note on a van. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if, if you're playing in town, you don't need the van either. No, yeah, you that's don't. Theoretically, cars, you, like, don't. You, know. you don't. Again, I yeah, do unless, miss, unless I you're do miss that or something. You know? but, but having the, like, again, going back to what we were talking about is, is like, hauling around, the, like, having to continually load the merch in and out. Mm -hmm. It was so nice just having, I could open up the back of my van, and there's all our merch organized yeah. in one place. Not getting sold to anybody. Not worried about it <laughs> yeah. getting stolen. Either. Yeah, nobody's <laughs> gonna nobody's steal that. There's just like there's like an emotional investment that you have in like, oh, that's oh, the yeah. van right there. Like, me and that thing gone through a lot of shit together. Yeah, at this absolutely. Point, you know, like, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine a guy coming up to you on the street and trying to sell you a band's merch? <laughs> yeah, I can. Like some I, some I've been some dude just walking and being like, hey man, uh, check it out. I oh, got yeah. a box full of a. Uh, CDs and T-shirts and you look like a rock and roll fella. I got, <laughs> yeah. I got all we, this we, stuff from one band. What do you think of that? We, we've definitely done that to people on the road. Tried to just at, sell at it to a gas people station. On the it's like that guy looks like a rock and roll guy. Let's give him a CD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. Done that that's that's times. Ty's thing. Ty's like, hey, get this guy a CD. <laughs> It'll be like some biker dude walking outside of the car when we stop yeah. for gas, and Ty Ty will. Especially when he's been drinking. At the end of like a show, he'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, this guy's crazy party biker dude. Give him a CD. Give this guy a shirt. <laughs> Ty will make sense. If Ty sees a giant dude, he'll be like, Aaron, go get a triple X shirt and give it to this guy. Yeah, that's 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 his main thing for me. Yeah. Hey man, see him? Triple X. It's his. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you sell fewer of those generally. But yeah, like, it, fuck, I'm gonna rip a couple of these. Like, 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 yeah, right. Uh -huh. So in a in a very long roundabout way, thank you to the people who support us on Patreon. It's a it's a big deal, man. If uh, you want to see what we're talking about, go to Patreon.com/slash/mfruckus and check it out, man. Uh, and tell them the boys sent. Tell them the boys sent you. <laughs> so um, so we're not we're not gonna get to the story of the comic just yet. We're not. No, we're gonna get through the news first. Oh, okay. I we'll do the news. the news first, we'll and then after the news, we'll get into the epic tale. After the news, we'll the see where we're at. Of good times. All right. So, uh, coming up immediately, 
the most immediate thing, and actually the only show we have on the books right now for 2019 really? is... Does that mean we're done after this? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I, no, we no, did it. We nailed it. Uh, we did uh, it. We the job. Yeah, we're done. Hey, <laughs> yeah. we're a show. Oh, that was yeah. a good time. We What's beat the next? game. <laughs> we beat the game. Thanks for playing. On easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, no. Uh, that was no. easy. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. We were making a joke right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, January 26th, we're going to be playing with Hank Von Hell. Uh, arguably the best singer that Turbo Negro ever had. Uh, arguably, I would say. Um, I would say def- my favorite Turbo Negro records. Yeah, he, that's what I would say. His Turbo, hit the records he did with Turbo <laughs> Negro are, are the best ones that Turbo Negro did. Now, whether that has anything to do with him <laughs> or Happy Tom or Euroboy or any of those dudes that, you know, that's another story. Yeah. But... I enjoyed them. It's going to be an amazing show. Mixed reviews on social media out on the road. and uh, to, But I think that the type of people who will go on and say that a show is a waste of their time are the same type of people who will like go on and talk about a TV show that's like or a movie and just be like, this is the stupidest, worst thing I've ever yeah. seen. Or like bad Yelp reviews, you know? Yeah, they're yeah. just people. It's like you're who, an asshole. Like they, that's just what there is. They're people who <laughs> like to identify themselves with how how much they dislike things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's fun to do sometimes. The positive it is <laughs> it is hey man, a, there's a reason people do it. You gotta have a hate quota, obviously. Yeah. But you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. zero hate, no. You got to be able to talk to uh, talk to people and see if they're on their your team of your your hate group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I think it just balances out the emotions. Yeah, yeah. got to have yeah. some hate. <laughs> Hate's real heavy though, so you can develop yeah. a ton of love. Yeah, yeah, it's a great way to describe uh, so it. So yeah, actually. that's uh, <laughs> January twenty sixth at the Oriental Theater. Hank Von Hell, uh, Against the Grain, our buddies from Detroit, us. Motherfucking Ruckus and um, Dirty Few, right? And the Dirty, Dirty Few yep. are playing that the show. The cool thing about that show is we're playing second. That's good. Now we're playing second, which means it'll be like I'm doing the work and playing the show, yet there'll be enough band time, enough cool bands afterwards, it'll be like I'm going to a show as well. Oh, that's right. the best when that happens. Right. Yeah. And I'm so you sure can my, still party and enjoy and the I'm show? I'm sure my wife will be working the bar. Oh. <laughs> Tony's going to get I'm rosy. pretty sure <laughs> I know exactly where to hide some stuff for theater. Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, like yourself when you pass out. Oh, yeah, that too, actually. Man, I know some quiet spots now. We're going to be hanging out with Rosie Lee Wilburn this fucking on, on January 26th at the Oriental <laughs> hey, Theater. That's my grandma's name. That's going <laughs> that's to be a good show, man. grandma's name out your mouth. Uh, oh, I don't know if they're still available, but I know Metal Sucks uh, is giving out uh, free tickets to all the shows on the tour. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they're giving away uh, a pair of tickets for each show on the Against the Grain Von Hell. It's metalsucks.net, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so check out metalsucks.net. Um, maybe they haven't given away the tickets for the Denver show yet. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know my tickets. Definitely worth looking into. It's it's going to be a great show to, at a great just theater. Metal sucks. It's going to be awesome. So, yeah, so we don't have anything else on the schedule, and that's for a few reasons. Um, one, we've still got some things that are in process. We've gotten some offers, and and they just haven't been finalized yet. But there are some things in the works. Yeah, we just had to turn that down that last one, didn't we? Yeah, we were we were gonna do we were gonna play with uh, Black Magic Flower Power, but That's the weird. the only show we would have been able to do would have been a weekday show, um, and uh, the other show they're doing in Denver would conflict with the debut of my Oingo Boingo tribute, uh-huh. Reptiles and Samurai. 
which is uh, going to be pretty darn fun. I don't know anything about that. That is exciting. Yeah, uh-huh. so it's <laughs> me neither. It's me, it's, it's me and a bunch of jazz guys here in town. I, I moonlight with, with oh, some ASO guys. It's going to be a few ASO guys. It's going to be Chris Harris, who is just this local phenom bass player. Like He's, he's like Andy Burkaw in that he's just like a – you're finally going to have a real band. <laughs> oh, my God. I knew this day would come. I'm glad it lines up when I move. Because that's perfect. I, t- I keep telling this guy how successful all he that just, be. All that just Without comes. Four heavy no, listen. On each one of his that, that all you know, just it's, comes it's because evolution of being an artist, Chad Amen has a Don Quixote complex. All right. He, he thinks I'm a soul singer. He's got me pegged as a soul singer. But he also thinks windmills are dragons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you a soul singer? He's I been, dude. It. He's given me some fantastic gigs. He put yeah. me on stage at at Red Rocks for um, Film on the Rocks when they did uh, the Prince tribute. I got to sing "Darling Nikki" and "Purple Rain" for ten thousand people. Cool. I didn't know that, dude. It was yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah, it was, was a lot was, of fun. I was really happy and jealous at the same time. It yeah, was amazing. Sure. I saw the picture. Like and I was like. There goes Air Bear, yeah. that motherfucker. <laughs> but this, this is it. the thing. This is the thing about it, though, is it's the difference between like the jazz world and the rock, punk, metal, like ex- mm. extreme music world. Like uh, we'll call it the alternative world. Sure. Um, those guys that I was playing with, they've all played there like a dozen times mm-hmm. because higher music. Adult music draws a different kind of crowd and plays different types yeah, of venues. Yeah, I mean, it's you know like more I mean? palatable a lot of times. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just like, it's it's easier to sell, I would say. For you, know? you to be like an alternative band, yeah. whatever that means, we'll just use that blanket term, to mm-hmm. be an alternative band and play a place like Red Rocks or, or the Fillmore or something like that, you have to be pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you're a good jazz sax player or a good jazz bass player... You get to play top-notch venues, yep, all the time. Pretty well, often the thing in your is, career. Like, you know, you're like you're an alternative band. Yeah, be a Wait. drummer. Oh, yeah. be a jazz drummer. Oh yeah, like, or, or be, 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 be a be a multifaceted drummer who can right. play a bunch if you're of different be, styles. If you're amazing, be yeah. good at it. Yeah, but, uh, piano really players too. Yeah. Piano players always have work. Yeah, um, yeah. So. Um, so so we've got we've got some things that are in the works. We've got you know we've got some of those things that are coming down to. Second reason we don't really have anything on the books is Logan is out of commission. Yep. Um, oh yeah, he Logan injured. He tore his bicep. He just had surgery on his bicep, and O'Connor's out with an injury this season. <laughs> um, so he's he's Ooh, gonna be that's out, bad play. He's gonna be Good out Lord. of he's gonna be out of commission for a couple months. I think is what it's looking like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, months? but he's expected to make a full recovery. Like, that's good. But I, I went that's and saw him. Important. I brought him. I brought him some edibles, and I brought him. I brought him a robot arm. Mm-hmm. Like in the comic, <laughs> I was talking to him, and I was like, I was like, man, how cool would it be if you could get this surgery and get a real robot arm? And he's like, I wish. So I went to Wizard's Chest and got him a robot arm grabber and gave it to him. And that's gave adorable. Him some, gave him some weed cookies and stuff like that. He's in a. Um, He's in like an immobilization frame and stuff like that to keep yeah. his arm from moving. Yeah. He's expected to make a full recovery, um, so we're not really booking a lot in the immediate future because of that. Yep. Um, in fact, Andy Burkhaw is going to be playing bass on that Hank Von Hell show. And Andy Burkhaw, he plays for the Samples. He plays for White Fudge, our side project. He's uh, played bass for Doug Kershaw. He's played for. 
Andy is like a a hired gun bass he's, he's player. He's one of those guys that plays Red Rocks. Yeah, he's one of those super pro guys who's like a legit. I'm way gun. interested to see how he comes into playing with us because I played with. He's Andy excited and I, about it. I we both are. So we were talking about it the other night. I was like, man, finally we're gonna play some. Because he music. never gets <laughs> to he never gets to play in rock and roll bands. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's a, a lot of times he was like, this is like not where the money is. A lot well, of times, he's you know? and he's also he has to he has to be careful with what he plays because he's got two kids. He's married. He's an owner of the Oriental Theater mm-hmm. and he's got a day job. Yep. You know, and then he's playing pro- professional for hire gigs for all these bands. And he tour manages the samples as well. Oh yeah. So he go he like not only is their bass player, but he he's also in, uh, takes on the role of tour Femmes manager. Too. Oh yeah, and he, he plays played, in the Dirty Femmes too. Oh yeah. He's actually hasn't he played for the Violent Femmes before? I don't think so. He Gordo might have filled in. Violent Femmes. So so Gordon, Gordon Gano has played with the Gordon. Dirty Femmes, but I'm gonna have to ask Andy because I think Andy has played for the Violent Femmes. Next time you see him. Yeah, when we see him tonight at rehearsal and we're jamming and getting ready for the show. I wonder if he's going to come to Larimer or not. So, uh, I think he'll probably be at Larimer. So, that's so that's the reason we don't have a tremendous <laughs> amount on the calendar. Yeah. And yeah. also, the third and probably biggest reason is because I'm going to be a dad this year. Ooh. Um, <laughs> and there's, there, there, have, there have been... So, Ty and I had a conversation. You and me and Ty had a conversation at the last rehearsal where we got together where Ty had mentioned that some people had been asking what was going to happen with the band. And I'll just go ahead and squash any rumors or question right no, off the bat. No, no, the rumors are good. Ty said, so well, what Ty said, Ty said, uh, he's like, I've had people ask me that, and my answer to them has been, I don't think so. Aaron Howell's a fucking maniac. <laughs> yeah, like I he, asked him that, and he said the same thing to me. Yeah, so the, the yes, things will slow down in a way, but they uh, I would say they're just going to become more refined. We're going to be putting a lot of our efforts into writing, into recording, into creating things. People do into, it all the time. Yeah, people oh, yeah. do it all the time. I people mean, have been more, having more kids. More than they don't. People have been having kids since the beginning of the yeah, story. Yeah, <laughs> people, people have been having kids since before there was people. Like, there was a point in evolution where there was a person, there was not a person, and then there was <laughs> what we would consider to be a person, uh, genetically speaking. Um yeah, so no, we're we're gonna keep going. Everything's gonna be fine. Tony's gonna move to Chicago. Everything's gonna be fine. We're gonna keep going. This is this is a lifelong pursuit for us. Yeah. So, um, and so, I can't quit you, Colorado. Oh, <laughs> and we can't quit you, Tony. We're kind of like a um, you guys could a toxic. Quit me. I'd relate. be leaving, and you guys would all still be in the same town. No, it's, we're, po- it's technically possible. We're yeah, like uh, we're like play guitar. We're like a relationship <laughs> with a toxic person. No, you know, I like either. you try and move away, and you're like, okay, well. I'm going to get away from you now, so it's probably best if you just move on and go do your own thing. And we're like, I'm not going to let you go. (laughs) We're like, I will follow you. I will call you every day. I will send you emails. I'll send you text messages. You're No, I just, I'm not going to let you get away that easily. All right, move to Chicago. Oh, I'm, well, (laughs) Tony. Tony. Big guns right there. Well, Tony. (laughs) No. Yeah, no, you're, you're, right, you're right. I have to move here at least three times before I can get one of you guys. To move here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's the thing is you could move here a third time and be like, all right, I've moved here three times. You guys, like, one yeah. of you guys needs to move to Chicago now for a week. 
Nah, Tony, <laughs> that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We got a thing here. I had a thing back there. Yeah, but there's four of us. It's just a it's a pragmatic issue right there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, well, let's talk about, this is another thing I wanted to talk about. You didn't want to do the story? Do we have time? Hmm. What I kind of thought that we would like do, more. what I kind of thought that we would do for the rest of this episode is we do our predictions, projections, and pipe dreams. Okay. For uh, for the next for the next year, and then what we can start next week, we'll do next is we can story. start a three part series where we tell the story. Oh, okay. Ah, yeah. The way, How about the that? way you told it to Damien? Yeah, the way I told it to Damien. Three part series. That's what we should do. So next week, was week that, after. Did we record that for the for some? No, we didn't record it. That just, was just something you I told was just Damien? keeping Damien company on a drive, and it would happen like an hour each day. Yeah, yeah. Damien would be like. Damien, we'd get a little bit into the drive, and Damien would go, all right, tell me about the comic. And then I'd tell him about the first book, and then he'd be like, all right, stop, tell me about the second. Or no, I would start to tell him about the second book, and he'd be like, no, 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 wait until tomorrow. Tell me about the second book tomorrow. We're <laughs> yeah, getting, we got to drive parse out the road trip conversation yeah, 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 yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Interesting, so yeah. stay <laughs> tuned. Stay tuned for a three-part series where we uh, we break down the front lines of Good Time Story for you. Starting next it week. might not be the best idea to tell the entire story on our podcast but so few people listen to this thing <laughs> like it's pretty much just recording it to tell ourselves yeah well you know leave out some details maybe something like that you know? yeah yeah, you yeah. I'll do like, it uh, I'll tease it a little yeah you do tease it a little when you uh, we're telling it in the basement but we're not really teasing it he just didn't have the shit written yet yeah <laughs> but it was great yeah, and it's been hashed out. When I heard Damien's, the reason I saw, so when you pitched it to, was it Josh and Cabal or something? It might have been. So oh, when we we sat down in the basement of Cabal and I told, um, yeah, I told yeah. Jesse Frazier about that, the idea, it, which about is it. someone I still need to talk to because Jesse Frazier from Fame Worldwide, I was going to have him design um, the real uh, uh, propaganda elements oh, in yeah. the story. Oh yeah, uh-huh. like when it comes yeah. when it comes to introducing the character of the fascist government, like mm-hmm. the Overlord government. Um, I really like when Star Wars did this, or some artists have done this, is where they put out propaganda material based in the universe of mm-hmm. of whatever the storyline yeah. is. I I, I you wanted talk to have big piss, man. Yeah, I wanted I want to have because that's what he does. Is he does like yeah. pop art and kind of like propaganda. So stuff. What, I, what I was saying was in the basement when you were telling the story the, fir- the first time I heard it and when there's a lot of holes in it still yeah it took about 20 minutes you know yeah and it was great yeah and then the next time I've heard it now it was on the Staggers Ruckus tour and it was a three part three uh-huh. hour series <laughs> yeah. you know? so it's, it's gotten bigger so you're yeah. right maybe we can maybe we can just uh, I don't know yeah we'll, we'll do a three we'll do a three part series yeah, starting next week good. starting or well starting next episode we should say next episode because we don't always do it next week but starting next week god willing mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to podcast fairly often and uh when they always say yeah tomorrow we're gonna have so-and-so on the air and it's like wait which podcast am i even listening to oh this is fucking a few months ago <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow uh tomorrow's the fourth of july what so what i what i would like to talk about and i would like to um get uh get gordo in here for this because I, I like getting gordo on the show gordo come on in the room 
is so. <laughs> oh, by the way, you remember you remember last episode when I couldn't remember what EWS meant on my list of yeah, events for right. the year? Eating while oh, yeah. No, it was the eyes wide shut party. <laughs> oh yeah, it was the eyes wide shut party that we played for that guy's birthday. Eyes wide eyes shut. Wide yeah. shut party. Yeah. The eyes wide shut party. That sounds like quite a party. You guys, uh, you guys are gonna get cozy. So so yeah, what I would right, like to do now, what I would like to do now is I would like to do. A new roundtable, um, a new roundtable series Excellent. called "Predictions, Projections, and Pipe Dreams." I figure, since it's the beginning of 2019, I figure we could talk about some of our uh, s- some of our predictions, projections, pipe dreams, some of the things that we're going to be going for. We think might be happening in the next year, specifically in our careers as musicians and in this community but also as it relates to things going on in the greater world like things that we think are going to happen right. in the next year Hit yeah me. <laughs> so starting now i Boom. think i uh, okay first of all I, I i think that like i mentioned earlier we're going to be probably gearing back and focusing more on the creation side the like Diapers. generative side of 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 making things right um and probably not going to play as many gigs. I want to say that we played about twenty gigs last year, something like that. Yeah, I know. We, I know. Me and you personally have plans to come up with another fuck ton of songs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was actually thinking maybe I should instead of trying to write every day, I should start a series of just like every Monday, come here early, mm-hmm. write as many things as I possibly can, and then set those aside so I can say at least I got my. 10 ideas for the week done at the very beginning of the week. I'm going to try and experiment with that. But on a on a on a on a greater scale level, I think we're going to see a lot more um an insurgence of much more like provocative in your face art and music this year as kind of a blowback to the blowback of 2018. Mm-hmm. You know what I do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I think we're yeah. gonna see a lot more like I think we're gonna see the pendulum swing the other way this year and we're going to see a lot um we're going to see a lot more conflict in art and a lot less of it on necessarily behind keyboards. You know what I mean? A, a lot less what of it. What, people, are you, what are you trying to say? I think that this year, I think two thousand eighteen had so much um conflict in cyberspace okay that it is it has gotten to the point where so many people are abandoning platforms Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you there i i I don't know if you i don't know if you saw I, i have myself like as far as my personal things like I have to stay on social media because of the business stuff the right because of the the band stuff but like i just i can't i'm hearing that more and more great aunt you know like (laughs) it was supposed to be for fun and then it ended up businesses came in just like our own businesses Mm. individually you know come in and now it's just taking over exactly that because that's going to sit there because you need that shit but now your for fun stuff is going to go somewhere else. Well, and what happens as a result is that those businesses, those businesses, like the markets are being swayed by a very small but very loud minority of people who are extremists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of... That's how that shit happened in the first place. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. it's, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so many social platforms have become bloated with just like 
extremists and trolls all screaming at each other Whoever's and scaring the, the shit loudest. out of brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the squeaky wheel is getting the grease from all these brands that are tied into these social platforms. And I think we're going to see a lot more of what you might consider rational moderates kind of stepping away from that conversation and choosing to instead satirize it through art sure. and music. Yeah, it seems yeah. like and, if we, and we're different right mediums, around the cycle. you know what I mean? Yeah. Making more commentary on it. Um, I, think it, it I think we're going to see a lot more of it in comedy especially. Um, I think stand-up comedians are going to push back against what has been happening on stages kind of around the world with people losing uh, university, like college performances uh-huh. yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, and people getting pulled off of campuses. I think we're going to see a rise in that. Now, I, I can't predict that with any amount of certainty, but just like you can almost see the wave changing, yeah. you know, changing course a little Absolutely. bit. So on kind of a meta level, I, I think we're going to see a lot of that happening. And I know, um, I know, I know for us personally, like, we're not going to do anything deliberately antagonistic, but it is definitely beginning to show up in the storyline of the comic, in some of the, the the ways that the character arcs are going and things like that. Um, yeah, so that's that's probably the one like meta thing that I would say is going to be going on as far as society goes, I mm-hmm. guess. Or I, I should say that's something that I would I would bet a couple bucks on. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't bet the farm on, yeah. <laughs> but I'd bet a couple I'd bucks. Throw a fiver in there. Yeah. 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 You know, Put a dog like, in that race. Yeah, if yeah. I knew I could get twenty five bucks like back, good bet. <laughs> Sounds like a good bet. It's a solid bet. Yeah. So, um, it, Gordo, what do you have as far as as far as predictions for what you're gonna you're gonna do in your own career and what you you expect to maybe see going on in the world in the next year? Uh, I have lots of plans for this year. Uh, hopefully, they get off the ground. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. There's some things that I'm really excited about that I can't talk about yet. Um, really like can't talk about sort of things. yeah yeah like there's there's other projects that i'm getting involved with that are super exciting that bringing things onto the label that i'm really excited about um i've got like four to five releases slated for the first half of 2019 wow which is a lot of shit anybody we yeah. would know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's definitely. Well, is that Granny some of the Tweed stuff you can't do, talk about it? Yeah. Granny yeah. Tweed's doing some stuff. Another Gordon Ledfoot album. Um, I've got another project. Um, these guys from Cape Canaveral that are like hip hop sci fi dudes. Mm-hmm. They have a video and stuff and they're wanting to put out their stuff. So there's going to be that. That's really interesting. And then the thing I can't talk about is the thing that you guys would, you definitely know this act. Um, that I'm That's gonna really be, cool. That I'm going to be yeah. working with in the next. Can we talk about it off mic? Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> like I do want to know this for sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, there's there's a lot of cool things coming up. Um, we want to guess. We want to do the don't don't say it. Man. I'm not going to don't <laughs> say it. I'm not going to say it. Um, I, it's probably not a big deal. I don't know. But um, the hype machine. You just got to continue the hype machine, right? Just, oh, it's going to be something huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, check out next week. I'm going to be making a very important post. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, watch the, this. The announcement to the watch announcement. Watch this. Yeah, this is my pre-announcement that things are going to be very important. So, <laughs> whatever. I hate that shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you got to so do it, though. But yeah. that's, yeah, we want to do, um, you know, the band wants to do. Is that it? More touring. No. 
Damn it. Um, that I would that would be awesome though. I, know. I saw you guys did that show. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah, doing more touring just uh, on my own and with the band. Oh, you're gonna and, do some touring yeah. on your own. Yeah. Can I cool. Come? Yeah. Can yeah, I come? I, I need Can to. Come? I need to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come, come on out, buddy. I need Get someone to fill in, in the dead space. How about uh, have him guitar tech for you? Can, can Randy come too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Fuck off, I'm out. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do. We'll just do a big tour where we, yeah, we just hop in a, uh, you know, hop in my super. Kind of makes way more sense for Damien, but I just can't tell him about it. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but bro. That's, but that's yeah for uh, for the label and for the bands and stuff and that whole creativity side is going to be really putting my money where my mouth is uh, more than ever before with the label and with music stuff so do you have any sort of like a scary thing so. do you have any sort of like <laughs> new approach that you're that you're like excited about trying out this year like or a new direction that you're excited about or a new just like way of operating the label or way of operating the band just it's something that you're that you haven't been enacting up to this point or maybe you've just started have... and you're going to develop more in general, I have been way too concerned with a bottom line that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. exist. Like, I've been putting money into creativity, into music for my whole life. I'm in the hole. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. getting out of it. Skin of the game, like, as it were. And I spent a lot of 2018 just being like, oh, God, like you said, I don't see how this is going to work. You know, I don't know how this is going to, like, how am I going to make up my losses on this end? And, like, thinking of business stuff when I should have been not doing that and focusing on the creative part. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the real challenge in mixing business with the creative thing is it just, it's, there's no way that it's not going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, and I find, I find the the return, Uh the return is so much more satisfying when you can look back over a body of work than being able to look back over a a trend of a, a trend of growth in the in the financial right you know in the ledger right. and I've definitely learned things that you know I'm not going to do that again you know I'm, I've worked on things that I'm like okay this is right. not obviously going to work you know so yeah like you said having a body of work is really what's most important in the end to me and I think yeah. to a lot of artists so like I want to continue with that. I want to move forward with that. I want to put as much stuff out there as I possibly fucking can. Yeah. That's what it's yep. about. Yep. And it's, you know, whether it's what format it's in is not as important, you know, it's just getting it all out there. The just 50 like, pounds of clay, man. That's real shit. Yeah. Like it, it that it, that I would probably say was was a big theme of last year and and this coming year it's and I've mentioned this on previous episodes uh, to Tony is this year's theme is is much more about like what's the hurry the headroom you know what i mean that's like, something that uh, I, I talked to to randall the other day randall conrad olinger about the first the fifth <laughs> first <laughs> what, what did he have to, he, what did he, he said, have to say about it he said man this year i have one thing on my list and that's not to give a shit and i was just like that's brilliant sounds nice yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. brilliant because that's what happens is that you kind of get bogged down in like oh, all yeah. this mm-hmm. shit and you're just like and you can't create if you're worried about if you're worried about the gig you're not getting or you're worried yeah. about the money you're not getting exactly. or the, or, or the, exactly. the opportunities you're not getting offered right. or the people that aren't coming to see you play or the yeah. people who aren't returning it's, your phone it's, calls. Exactly. It's a, pu- you it's know, a if push you're focusing exactly. or, or 
where you're registering on some fucking graph of right dude and here's the other thing is we compare ourselves to bands that our parents have no idea who they are uh, of course <laughs> you know it's like oh is that little band you like you know like yeah. no yeah. idea and you're comparing yourself to these bands and lionizing these bands yeah. that that it it only matters to you and the people within that sphere of influence. Yeah, I mean, you become an enthusiast over time. Is like, you know, (laughs) the scope of what it is that you're interested in becomes more and more obscure. And like, you know, just because they've made an influence on you doesn't make them fucking superstars. You know, it's like, I don't know, like working in comics has always been kind of interesting. Like getting to meet your heroes and hang out with them. It just, you know, it's like, oh, that's just like Mike Mignola is just a guy. You know, fucking somebody that you can talk to. Right. And, yeah, so, you know, like, you're all kind of just in the game together, you know. <laughs> they're, they're some, just, some people are just better at it. Yeah. 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 At, at, at the time being. Or have had uh, more time. Like, there's just been or more, more progress. Time, right. you know, like, or more uh, opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there, there is this, like, you look at it. Uh, have you ever read The Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell? He talks yeah. about the conditions like when when you hear about like the popular idea of the ten thousand hour rule, which sure, is has sort of been expanded actually. upon, and and it's not it's it it's sort of been disproven or or developed upon. Let's right, say right. you know where it's it's not like ten thousand hours and then you become a genius. Yeah, it's right. like there's other stuff that's gone into it. But he basically studied that concept, and he talks about the conditions that create truly uh, outlier people. Like he talks about the Beatles and he talks about how much they played in Hamburg. Like when when they were, would go down there for months at a time and play 12 hours a day and learn all this huge repertoire of material and had to put on a great show for the crazy Germans that were throwing chairs at them and shit. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it was, they refer to it as the crucible of Hamburg. Right. Like what they had to go through to develop as artists or like people like Steve Jobs and... Um, Microsoft guy, what the fuck? Uh, Bill no Gates. Gates, and their access, yeah. Oh, yeah, their access to equipment like computer, computer equipment, so early on, and how much access they got to that, or like Canadian hockey players and the circumstances that like when little kids become hockey players and how they grow up to become like why so many great hockey players are from Canada, mm-hmm. right. and really what it comes down to in and what I'm so glad is starting to emerge. Um, on on this like widespread mainstream level this this idea of people are maybe born with a degree of inherent talent but for the most part it's people who showed up and just kept fucking working on their craft yep. day after yep. day Keep yep. plugging away. That's, That's it. Just keep going. Is just basically keep on chugling. Just know? the the more yeah. the more you the more you take <laughs> advantage of the resources that you have in front of you, the more resources will present themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and man, if I could, if I could impart one piece of knowledge onto my younger self who first got into this thing, that would be it. Yeah. Is it's like, dude, forget about the like partying and trying to meet the right people and all that, like definitely party, make lots of friends, form lots of relationships, you know, but just do the work and hang out with people and, and lift them up and you will all lift each other up and you will all get better collectively. Yeah. The the, the whole community idea, you know, is like, that's, that's always been really important to me. Yep. You know, it's like, cause we're all not going to, if we're all doing our own thing and off in our own corner, you know, and we're not supporting what each other does, then we're not we're not going to get very far. But if we're all in it together and we're all supporting each other, then 
I, I know I know we see a lot of um, we see a lot of competition in the in the music world, but Jake in the comic world, do you see a lot of like people getting competitive and kind of slagging on each other? Or do you see more support in the in the comic? Definitely world? more support. I mean, like you know, I mean, it's like a family. Like honestly, right. like the the importance of community in. I mean, I think any of these endeavors in general, is like being an artist, like just cannot be overstated. Like it's incredibly important that. You know, there's a group of people, they're all working toward the same thing, and, you know, everybody's trying to get jobs themselves for each other. You know, you're. Mm-hmm. it's like a whole life, you know? It's like a whole entire package. It's not yeah, just like, right. you know, it's not really just a job. It's like, you know, when you're this kind of person, this is like the whole entire thing, you know? Um, and, yeah, I was actually just talking about this with Jim Norris yesterday. Um, there was this period of time where there is this, uh, was this illustrator in town, this girl, well, fucking, her name is Rochelle, um, but people would like shit talk her a lot of times and be like, because she like would, uh, she would like project uh, stuff and then she would basically she was like tracing shit, sort of, you know? Um, Which is what a lot of people still, do. Say what? Yeah. Which is what a lot of people do. Yeah, no, no, it's like a totally normal thing to have happen. And I she's a it. tremendously talented person. Um, she's also incredibly good looking, and people would, I think, be like, like fucking, she's only famous because she's fucking. She also was like really successful there for a second. Oh, it's the same thing that bands do when you see a you see a band that's got a, a, like a, a hot lady in the band, and people are like, yeah, people only uh-huh. come to or see that band because they want to fuck her, they want to fuck him. The reason they're popular is because of her, man. Yeah, no, and so no, I would no. hear people say this shit all the time. You know, people, people being dicks about it basically. It's always just like, it's like, yo, like, what are we getting out of you guys being dicks right now? Like, if we're all working together towards something we're all going to be better off. It's like, you all just fucking being assholes and shit-talking right now is accomplishing nothing. Like, and, you guys are really just dicks. Like, and this is what let's it comes look down at to. It, like, let's look at it from a selfish perspective, mm-hmm. okay? If there is someone that you even suspect has an advantage that you don't have, mm-hmm. why in God's name would you put them on the outside? Yeah. Why would you deride them? Why would you fucking try and bring them down mm-hmm. when you could make an ally out of that person? Yep, yep, and, exactly that. And utilize their skills as they utilize your skills. Mm-hmm. It's like, not everybody in the fucking Avengers or the X-Men has the same fucking superpower, man. <laughs> like, yeah. how lame would the X-Men be if Everybody was Cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great Every, analogy. Everybody was Wolverine. Really everybody was Wolverine. Really <laughs> yeah. That is true. Just, a, bun- is just true. a bunch of dudes with claws, just in bad <laughs> attitudes. Just, just, just working <laughs> at sushi bars during the day, fighting crime at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll slice him up, bub. No, it's my turn to slice him up, bub. Seriously, <laughs> man. over there slicing him up. What a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, you guys are trying to beat the bad guys right now. Ooh, fight each other. Adamantium skeleton. <laughs> Yeah. Like people, people only fucking think Wolverine's so badass because he's got knife hands. And, you know, people only think Wolverine's so badass because he can fucking heal on command from <laughs> any wound. Cool motorcycle. Yeah, that's the yeah. only reason people are into Wolverine. You can waste a lot of time on negative energy, man. Yeah, you can waste a lot of. T- I mean, you can waste a lot of time on anxiety. You can all those things social that are, comparison that are not productive to what you're doing or you know what your community's doing. Yeah. Like, when you think about it, when you just think about it logically, like, okay, how do I want to spend my time? Mm-hmm. You know, like, what I'd rather sit here and, like, obsess over this thing or just, you know, get real fucking down on another band because, like, they have something that you don't. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It just doesn't make well, it's any just sense. like, what are you getting you know? out of that? You're not getting anything out it's of it. Not, the yeah, community's not, not getting anything yeah. out of it. In the meantime, it. you're not doing any work. Yep. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that's yeah. the most important so, somebody, thing. Somebody once told me, uh, no, don't let anybody rent room in your head for free. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Put that on a fucking t-shirt. Put that on a coffee mug. Am I right? The bumper sticker of the year. That is. Yeah. If it's worth it, you can think about it and it can drive you nuts. If it's worth it, but if. If it's not worth it, if it doesn't mean anything to you, what the fuck are you that's thinking some, about? Yep. That's some they live, you know, like special glasses type <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I mean, I, <laughs> I still have to see that fucking We're pulling movie. out analogies, you know. I mean, I think, I, did, right I, think, there. I, I think it's important to see the usefulness in anything that anyone says. I think it's important to to assume that everyone knows something that you don't know, mm-hmm. you know, and, and listen to them as such. But it's also important to do that barbell strategy of at the same time on the other end of the bar, being able to have the critical thinking for for what people are saying and for what you're saying. You know, that I have caught myself saying stuff that I knew absolutely in my heart I wasn't 100% convinced on or I didn't have all the information on or wasn't even something that I necessarily ascribe to like subscribe to as far as my values go but then have said it out loud anyway <laughs> yeah you weren't eating your own feedback yeah you know what i mean like anyway so uh jake what what do you think in 2019 are going to be the major points of focus for you some predictions you and projections you might make for the year that you you think are going to some big pipe dreams that you might be having yeah i got them you know um i mean obviously continue to work on this book yeah, um, sweet. you know that's like a better. That's a yeah. you fucking you that's goddamn a, that's it. A sweet answer. <laughs> With two of us standing uh, right here. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, okay, so, yeah, show's I mean, done. That's like, show's uh, yeah, all right, everybody, shut up. That was it right there. Um, no, I mean you know continuing to do this like um, continuing get more work based off of that one. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that is fucking that's how it goes. That, that, um, that would be my goal for. I yeah. hope that happens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Me too. <laughs> I, wa- I, I want it to lead for other to other things for you. Yeah, that would be I'm great. I'm really thankful you're yeah. doing it, and it looks great. But yeah, fuck yeah. yeah Man, thanks for doing it. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> well, thank you. Really sometimes sometimes yeah. I think it's it's important to imagine the worst case scenario for a minute and think about how ludicrous the worst case scenario is. Yeah. Like, let's say the worst case scenario is we make 36 of these together and nothing happens. Nothing happens at all. Yeah, Absolutely right. nothing happens. Yeah. It's like, well, that's that's completely that's probably ludicrous. not what's going to happen there. That's yeah. not going to happen. Obviously, something's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And then you can focus on, well, I wonder what that something might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, oh, uh, you, know, geez. You, have to, like, you have to identify a problem to solve a problem. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, that obviously is a that's a big one. I mean, you know, it's, that's why I spend the majority of my time doing it at this point. Um, but the band, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with the band. Um, we are about to cut an EP of a bunch of like Motown covers, but like speed metal style. Hail you know? Satan is doing a record of speed yeah. metal uh-huh. Motown songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's great. Oh, that's we uh, awesome. we've been playing. That uh, is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's called, it's called Heavy Soul. Uh, We've been playing Stand By Me um, at shows recently. Um, Do you have any demos of anything? No, nah, we're like, so we're going to be cutting this pretty soon. Okay. Uh, gotcha. But that's going to be kind of just like, a, <laughs> you know, make this thing to have some more content before we essentially get enough money together to uh, cut a full length this year. Um, I'm hoping we are, we met with a producer, this guy called Av, not Avier, like it's a totally different person. Um, Shit. Now Mr. I can't think X. of it. No, he's the guitar player in Machine Head. Uh, he <laughs> is... Oh, we also started Il Nino. 
what the fuck? Do you know who I'm talking about? Well, I, 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 he was is. in Machine Head. That's kind yeah. Of a, I don't uh, know. I don't know who, what the name of the guy you're talking about is, but go on. Now, why can I not think of what his name? is? Okay, so in any case, um, he lives here in Denver. We I got hooked up with him uh, through Groovy. Let's call him Mister Important. Mister Important. Yes. yes. <laughs> what well, was funny? I had this great meeting with this guy. He's like, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I meet Mister Important. Um, hey. What's What's the name of the guy who? Uh, with the, anytime someone gets stuck on a name, it's like, oh, Mister Important. <laughs> oh, that's the guy's course. name. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mr. Important Mr. Is, Important. Uh, yeah, I met him. That's actually been a couple months since I met with him now. But, um, yeah, uh, Groovy hooked us up with this guy. Um, it was funny. Actually, I had this great meeting. He's like, uh, you know, I like Rob Flynn in general, but, like, I love violence, right? Because um, the band that he was in before Machine Head. I thought um, you just meant in general. I just yeah. love violence. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Violence. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, because, you know, I'm like a thrash metal dork, right? It's like one of my favorite right. things. Um <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you're, we were in a band with Rob Flynn for a while. I was like, do you know anything about violence? I'm sure you do, right? And uh, it was like shortly before we had this meeting that I was describing, um, he played like a benefit show for the singer of violence, has some medical problems, and mm-hmm. on a big show. And it's like, you know, just fucking having this meeting with this guy, showing me videos of like him playing with like Dave White from fucking Heathen and stuff like that. And it's oh, like, damn. what? This is fucking awesome. Like, yeah, no shit. Um, so hopefully we're going to be cutting this record with him. It's just money is really what that is. Um, it moves the world. Son. Yes, it goddamn God, does. It moves you know? everything. <laughs> they, like fucking being in art school is like, why didn't anybody tell me? It's like, it's like not only is this going to be all of your time, also all of your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, you can go to this art school or you can just practice a shitload yeah. and use that money for actual jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is well. That's a whole other. I know, that's a whole I other know. conversation right there. Oh my um, God, it's just. It's so but so yeah, we're gonna be cutting the soul EP. Um, that's gonna be happening soon. Um, that hopefully that'll be done by mid February, end of February, um, or at least recorded at that point. Um, yeah, we're gonna be cutting this first record. Uh, I'm hoping that that's by the summer, but it could be maybe toward the end of the year. I'm not really sure. Um, and we're just trying to get a tour together. I was just having a meeting last night about uh, trying to put together uh, a couple dates in the summertime. But uh, yeah, we need. Going? Where do you want to go? Um, so, I was meeting with uh, Denise. She works with the Omen. Um, uh, I think so. She was describing to me this band that she's booking this tour right now, and uh, it like starts in like March, but it goes through like September or something like that, and. I think that the tour itself is going like from the west coast down like through Texas or something like that, and then it's like coming back. How'd you get and hooked so, up with this with this woman? Uh, through Groovy. We uh, through she, Groovy. She runs a podcast. This, yeah, don't it's called say. The Omen. Um, yeah, fucking, again, I cannot overstate Groovy Newell. Cool guy. Very cool. He, guy. He's big, he's, <laughs> he's a Mister Important. He's big on our plan. He's big on our plan this year. Yeah, like yeah, me too. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, but so uh, that would be. I think it would be. I mean, ideally, we would go through, you know, like, through Vegas and then end up, like, in L.A. and possibly, like, Pacific Northwest. But this is still – I mean, this was a conversation I was having last night. So, yeah. you know. Um, still in the works. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, definitely getting a fucking tour out there. Like, that's going to be an important thing for us mm-hmm. at this point. It's one of the most fun things to do in life. It is a very opinion. good time. It's I've necessary. had some nice ones. Yeah. It's just necessary. Even if yeah. the shows yeah. suck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even yeah. go on vacation. And I here's the thing. There's yeah. no yeah. tour. Kind of same. I, like, like, I've yeah. heard of people going on tours where they're like, oh, that tour sucked. And I'm like, 
I don't know if I've ever been on a tour that sucked. Yeah, it's like I've had tours. Breathing all that, that air was so shitty. No, yeah. having all those adventures it. with my friends and telling <laughs> yeah. jokes all day and I've playing. I've definitely had tours where some bad things happened. Yeah, oh, yeah. plenty. But I can't really say that I've been on a really shitty like, tour. I'm, I, like I, I regret unquote. going on that Maybe tour. Maybe if you like hated everybody. I've never regretted going like on a tour. Like, no, never. it's too much fun. Yeah, it's yeah. too uh-huh. much fun. It's a fucking blast. But Jake, I think that's the thing: is a lot of people go on tours with people that they don't like. Yeah, that's the yeah. Because that would suck. That would suck. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like you've ever been on, like, ever been on a road trip with somebody you don't like at all. I mean, it's the literally the exact same. Oh, thing. dude, like, our ba- our band is way too tribal for that shit. Mm-hmm. We've gone on tours before, what and if there's stagger, one dud man? in the dr- one, yeah, no, the staggers are even more. Uh-huh. Like the sta- We're all family. The staggers uh-huh. are a family band. Yeah. So if there's a dud on the tour, it's like nope, done, gone, <laughs> yeah. out of here. Yeah. We they go get that, a bus ticket, man. Uh-huh. No, we almost flew that one guy home and Dude, had Bri Bri, who's never played drums in his life. It was like, <laughs> Bri Bri, you, you might have to play drums for this tour. That's right. You I've guys... never played before. I don't give a shit. I'm going to teach yeah. you how to we're play. We're sending this guy home on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, this guy, he just can't be the guy. We're, fucking, we, we're waking him up and throwing a bus ticket at him. Fucking we have the money style. to send We almost did. <laughs> we haven't had to send anyone home since no. like the old days. When you, you guys, I've never sent anybody home. We've, we've sent people home in the old days or, or had some, some conflicts of personnel, but that was always from bringing too many bonus guests. Mm-hmm. Was it always bonus guests or was it ever? Um, it was always bonus yeah, guests. Always. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, tour buddies, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I think you can never bring more special guests. Like, you have to bring less than half as many band members as special guests. You know so what I mean? They can't. One person, they can't. Piece, they can't form a, yeah, a not, psychic not, majority. All, everybody on gets you. a plus one. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. No, may, one, maybe two people. Mm. Unless you're in a situation where you have like crew, like when we do these European tours and shit like that, like there are crew people. That yeah, travel. that's kind of a different thing. I mean, they like a DIY tour best. and like a fucking. Oh you know, man, like, they're the best. Yeah, yeah. That's shout out to great. our boy uh, Henrik if he is listening right now, and our and our uh, former tour manager Lisa Affenzella. Dude, any yeah. anybody that wants to come along, they're like, you know, well, let me help, let me drive, let me do merch, yeah. like that. Yeah. Totally yeah, need a guy. It, you know, get in the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, unless you already have a guy, right? Because you always do need a guy. Uh huh. And if it's you don't true. have one, that's cool. But if you already have one, they're like, "I'll do anything." It's like we're full. <laughs> you know, our like, rule number one. Our rule number one is is can they hang? That's the mm-hmm. number one. Yeah, role. that's got to be like. It. And this you is with band members. They can hang. Like when we have when we've had to take on new band members and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, who should we who should we get who for a sub? Out. Who should we try out? Yep. Okay. Rule number one is: Can they hang? Do you be think? Cool, yeah, like, do you think you can be in a van with them for a few hours? Yeah. Or like that's been a big lesson that I've learned in my life is like all kinds of different artistic projects, but particularly with a band, because oh, like yeah. you know the kinds of relationships you end up forming with people that you're playing music with. You know, it's like having however many people in your band, that many girlfriends, basically. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's I, five uh, girlfriends that won't let you fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how hard you try. Unless. Uh, <laughs> you still said no. uh, Unless but, it's like the second day or something. <laughs> Well, that's the hang thing that we were talking about. You know, it's like, well, I can't around. hang. We didn't even fuck on the first date. You know, maybe um, we had an extra fifty bucks laying around. We had this buddy. We were talking about, like, I used to get made fun of because we were talking about how much it would cost for you to suck another man's dick, and I was like, ten thousand dollars. I would suck a dick for ten thousand dollars. Like this, <laughs> yes, ten grand. No, and and so and so friend, friends of mine were like. 
hey, Darren, let's suck a dick for ten grand, ha ha ha. And I'm like, I think it's, I think it's a reasonable like, you know, amount I'm of actually money. not kidding. If That's you had ten thousand yeah. dollars, I would for sure suck a dick. And if right you now, had like, ten thousand dollars, I see a lot of people laughing. I don't see anybody forking. Fucking yeah, putting up that ten You know, you take you get three photographs of the whole thing. That's a lot of money to throw at an amateur blowjob. You know what I mean? It's like you really want to pay me ten thousand dollars to like I have a dick. That doesn't mean I'm any good at it. I have a basketball in the garage too. Oh, yeah, you know, can like, see me in the fucking National Basketball Association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to suck a dick. I mean, I'm sure I could figure it out. It might take me a couple of times, but you're only paying for the one round. Yeah, that's a one-time use only, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not paying for a series of blowjobs. Ten thousand dollars. The contract 10, is actually very lengthy. There's a lot. I of thought that was very reasonable. Anyway, but but yeah. then but then we were on tour and we were hanging out with our buddy Ray in well, Kansas City. Well, no, we were, ta- we were talking about this driving to Ray's house. Oh yeah, we were talking we were, about that like, driving we're, we're to ta- Ray's house. You're on, you're right. on tour, so we were talking about this for like two fucking hours. Uh-huh. And we get to Ray's yeah. house, and then we're hanging out by the pool in his backyard later, and and it fires up again, and they're like, they're like, hey Ray, how much would it cost for you to suck a man's dick? <laughs> and and Ray straight up goes, well, I don't know, maybe it was like. Iggy Pop, and he had like an extra fifty bucks laying around. <laughs> I do it. Well, that's some real shit. It's like, and I'm like, I, like, I like, I just love the way he worded it. If it was Iggy Pop, and he happened to have fifty bucks, bucks laying, laying around, around, just like, hey, I got a fifty. Yeah. I found it in the couch cushion. Yeah, right. Oh, no, I found this we fifty just, on the ground. We just imagine Ray. Pop, you know, we just imagine Ray <laughs> bending over to pick something up off the ground, and Iggy Pop walking down a hallway, going, "Oh, fifty dollar bill," and then Ray like looks up at the same time and he goes. Well, you know, yeah. what kind of circumstance? But it, it, hey, but that just shows just the difference in value structure. I'm like, there is a dollar amount that you could hit, and I would do it. And Ray's like, there is a level of fame and admiration yeah, you know, that you could uh, be at a, that a, I would a spe- do it. A special interaction with a hero of yours, you know, which I that's, think I mean, makes I'm him sorry, a better I'm person. Sorry, Elvis dick every single right time. There. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's Absolutely. fucking. That's like talking about like one upping somebody in a bar conversation or whatever. You know, like fucking. Yeah, that's. That's a fucking party conversation. That's party talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's a oh, good yeah. sentence. I sucked Iggy Pop's dick. <laughs> yeah, that's just like... That's, that's better either, than... That's I... either a conversation starter or a stopper. Yeah. It's like, like, no, it's like, that's like... Oh, a, yeah, you can know. You like... What? That's a, that's a way for you to screen whether or not you want to be having a conversation with the person that you're talking to yeah, in the first place. And true. I don't know if you would want to tell people that you got paid $10,000 to suck a dick. Like, if you were if you were hanging out with a group of friends and you were like, I sucked Diggy Pop's dick once. You, people would be like, wow. What? For real? Tell me more. But if you were like, a guy paid me 10 grand to <laughs> suck his yeah. dick once, he would be like, How, what was happening to you at that point in your yeah. life? Like, yeah. I mean, I mean probably, honestly, and where if is you this told, guy? If you told me I got to right well, well, yeah, right. My life was a lot better afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so were you a professional or something? Like, why would he pay you $10,000 for that? I don't know. Just wanted to see me do it. All right. like, did, did he give I you the ten thousand dollars? That would be my immediate question. Like, yeah. did it happen? Did he get? Yeah. It? Well, did well, you just suck this person's dick and get totally duped? Like, you know, how were you? Like, what does a ten thousand dollar blowjob feel like? I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, <laughs> I've only done it a few times. I, I did what I thought I would like. <laughs> It would be, a, you'd have to, I mean, you'd be like, yeah, I'm here, so, right? I'm doing it. It's like, you know, it's the same as like fucking, if you're going to do something, you may as well do it well, yes, you know, right. like yeah. uh, getting paid 10,000 goddamn dollars. All right. Yeah. Nice. So my, my prediction <laughs> for 2019. We got to go the uh, commentary soon. Yeah. Uh, actually, let's take a quick break real quick because I got to go turn on that TV because we're going to, for our commentary this week, we are going to, uh, we're going to watch. 
a video. It's an interactive video yeah, experience. It's yeah, an interactive it's a, video uh, experience. Your own adventure music video. So if you're if you're so while you're listening to this podcast, pause the podcast and go to uh, go to YouTube and look up Hail Satan. Um, I, I, will I will eat, eat you. you. Yes. Is, I uh, will eat you. Yeah, <laughs> I will eat you. So pause the podcast and go look up that video, and we're going to go, we're going to do commentary on that. I'm right. not going to tell me what to do. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Boots made out right. of cheese. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to put a nice little cap on the, on the episode here. Jake, thanks for coming and um, doing the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been First great. of all, yeah. it's a blast. Uh, and thanks for making our comic look amazing, dude. Yeah, it's, just do what I can out there, you know? It is turning out <laughs> to be so much better than I think I, I could have imagined. It's it's beautiful. I can't. I talked to Jamie Jorgensen today, the animator. Oh, yeah. And um, we're, we're expecting that this thing will probably be out by the end of March as far as the motion comic thing goes. Cool. Well, it, it depends on when I get the, like, digitized stuff from you. Yeah, yeah, that'll actually be this week. Okay. Oh, man, I'm excited. Again, it's so nice of you to say right in front of us. Makes me blush. I'm excited. So, um, but, you, like, okay, so are oh. you more of an illustrator or more of a band dude? It depends. You know what, actually, like, it kind of just is, you have to, you know, pick one generally, right? It's like you can't do everything. In the You've whole got your primary. World. So yeah, it's like you know, certain parts of the year are more about drawing, certain parts of the year are more about comics, or sorry, about uh, you know, playing in the band. A lot of times, like the summertime is like for the band, you know, right? And playing more shows and. And when you're inside in the winter like, time is when you're drawn. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, that makes sense. Yeah, it depends on like you know, like leading up to Dink. Um, Dink is a independent art or comic Oh, I know what Dink is. Yeah. We yeah. tried to get on it. Oh, yeah. Well, this year, well, let's they, do it, you know? <laughs> they said, well, they said they could give us a booth. Uh-huh. Um, we, I mean, they said we could rent a booth from them, and, and which I was into, but at the time, we only had the one comic, mm-hmm. so it didn't make sense to me to rent an entire booth at an expo. Yeah. Well, I'll be there selling it this year. So, <laughs> well, if you're gonna be at, if you're gonna be at Dink this year selling it, mm-hmm. then I think we should talk to. Is it the Lagreca brothers yep. who are still yep. doing it? Charlie, uh, fucking yeah. love those guys. Oh, it's dude. Like some of the greatest human beings. They're some of the. Yeah. I, I talked to Charlie about it, and and he had only seen the the Finley one. He's like. I love the like muscly comic that's fucking. A, that's a good Charlie thing. impression right yeah. there too. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I think it's really cool, man." It's really great. Oh, uh, but um, yeah, I, I was seeing him and Jeff and uh, and yeah. Suzanne around a lot. And yeah, stuff yeah. Like well, that. Jeff and Suzanne moved to L.A. Yeah, they moved to L.A. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but if so, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be showing at the expo, we should try and work out. Yeah. performance yeah oh, some absolutely that would be great that would be amazing um i know that they're trying to do more of that this year too cool. so uh yeah cool. like i'm gonna try to get hail satan to play uh at dink this year too so. awesome yeah Sweet. that's yeah. super cool um so so your band hail satan just tell me about it like you give me the elevator pitch like what is <laughs> what is hail satan all about uh so when we started this band um the drummer and i spencer and i have uh, been playing music together since we were little kids and so when we started this iteration of Hail Satan, um, we, well, first of all, we found a guitar player that we had been looking for for like 10 years. You know when you find that guy? Mm-hmm. Fucking, so yeah, we found the 10-year yeah, dude. I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we found the 10-year dude. Lying. And it was yeah, like, all right, we are now in a position to, you know, put together this project that we've been trying to get off the ground forever and ever and ever. Um, 
And so, yeah, from the get-go, it was like, all right, like, we're probably never going to be the fastest or the heaviest or the most technical thrash metal band in the entire world. It's like that envelope has just been pushed so far, you know? You mean the most fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's exactly what it was. Like, so, like, you know, fucking, it's like, if we're not going to be the, you know, the heaviest, gnarliest, most technical, it's like, let's just try to be the most fun goddamn thrash metal band you can think of, right. you know? Um, yeah. So then we... Uh, uh, made up the t- uh, the subgenre rad metal, which is some <laughs> super saw, made up shit. Yeah, the EP is called uh, Rad Metal. Nice. Um, <laughs> and so metal. yeah, it's like uh, the guiding principle is like uh, like like nasty thrash metal music that people would get laid to. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's um, pretty tight. So yeah, you know, some fucking rock and roll ass shit basically. Um, a certain type of girl. <laughs> yep. Yeah, people vest. having sex in leather and studs. You know? So, <laughs> like, so th- we're gonna we're gonna watch the video for "I Will Eat You." Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got it on the monitor in the in the control room, so we can pretty much see it from where yeah, we're sitting. Yeah, and and yeah, uh, we'll see how this works out in post. Sorry, Skibs. <laughs> shout out to our shout out to our Chicago producer Gene Skibbins. Uh, so yeah, this is. Hail Satan with I Will Eat You. Boom. <laughs> Make sure you're watching from home. Yeah, this is the press play. Where, um, did you, where did you film it? That is uh, Spencer's mom's kitchen. Uh, so the premise of the video is uh, sometimes I like to write songs about just, you know, like getting to kill kinds of people that I'm not that into, which, as it would happen, uh, particularly in this uh, socio-political climate. You know, just like white supremacists, not that crazy about that whole yeah, yeah. thing. So the song, oh, why not? the song, yeah, right. Come on, man. Uh, Give the him song a chance. And the video are uh, just about killing and eating some white supremacists. But so um, our guitar player it looks like Bruce, and meat. yeah, right. Well, so it's like, yeah, right. Well, because our guitar player Bruce um, is an excellent chef. He works at uh, Acorn Street here in the Source. I knew one of you guys was a chef. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bruce. Uh, Brought home his his expertise to the whole, uh, you know, fucking cooking. You know, <laughs> <shit. laughs> yeah, this was super fun to shoot. You know, fucking no headbanging, fucking having a good ass Where's time. The shot? So, uh, well, that so the exterior stuff is right outside of Idaho Springs, um, and this is Spencer's mom's house. And then the like basement, you know, like, torture scene is inside. Of Bruce's I love that house you guys are doing the metal faces while you are making like fine food. Yeah, uh huh. Well, it's like for real. It's like the question that was good is like, like that looks really good. Was that was that a good meal? It was like fucking. Yeah. What like, was basically, it? Basically, it's like a five star chef. Uh, it was like a pork roast. <laughs> there was like some potato. I mean, I, don't fucking, I didn't. I mean, actually, I did make the asparagus, which. There. People have been shit-talking uh, the asparagus. It's been funny. I've showed this video to a couple people, and it was like, yeah, the food looked really good. I don't really know what's going on with that asparagus. And I was like, well, man, I that asparagus. That's my fucking thing. I'm good at that shit. Uh, Why? What was wrong with the asparagus? I don't know. Apparently, people think it looks Less al dente. <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest crit. Oh, I love the pentagram oh, and the butter. That's great. butter right there. Um, <laughs> Bit, yeah, right. Just asparagus. like the, just the bat. <laughs> God, people are the worst about food, man. They're yeah. so fucking mean about food. Yeah, yeah. People are worse about food than they are about music. That looks really. Good. It was fucking. I mean, it was that was a that was one of the good meals of 2018 right there. Um, yeah, you guys got done shooting and then ate. And then, we just, and then we just ate this food. It was a fucking. It was a beautiful day. 
I mean, it was yeah. like... Hold a, on, hold on. Oh, wait, no, no, it's like, no, no, no. It's, like, it's like a seven-minute video. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so now here's the... Yeah, nice little that is acoustic very good. It's section. That's a little soft. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little over-seasoned, maybe? Uh, yeah, this is nice. This is just, like, this is like the kitchen that I grew up in. Like, fucking, yeah, this is Expenser's, like, mom's, you know, old, like, where we spent our childhood house. So this is funny for me to watch. He seems to be enjoying the asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't see anybody complaining. Did, did Spencer's mom get any? Uh, I well, she I would say obviously got it. Yeah, there were some leftovers Spencer hanging around there. Born. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> yeah, she's getting some, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Look at that fucking guy right there. <laughs> little sweetie, little wonderful baby. Look at that guy right there. Bruce is. Uh, so these are the white supremacist dudes chained up in the basement. Yeah, which was funny. Is like fucking. You know, we're getting this video together. This this shoot we had. Uh, we had scheduled it for like a week after we ended up doing it, so we just did it. It was a like, very last minute way it came, or came together. And like all these actors, like, you know, this my friend Vinny. But he didn't know that he was going to be in this video, or music video until like two hours before we started shooting it here. But so I'm just like in, you know, Bruce's living room, like, with a Sharpie, fucking, you know, drawing swastikas on my friend Aaron. Because they're supposed to be, you know, fucking tattoos, and it's like, look at this. Is like, is this gonna be horrible? Like, really, the message of this is fuck neo Nazis. But I was like, Florence Boston, and he's like, this is some, this is some dirty shit that's going on right now. Did you know what it reminds me of? Is it reminds me of a golden age of rock and roll where like MTV was still pretty new, and Beavis and Butthead were around, and like. <laughs> Like you have you have bands like Green Jello uh, that would go on tour and play huge fucking halls and shit. Yeah, and yeah. There was like, you know, Guar was still pretty new, and mm -hmm. it's like there was a lot more kind of weird, fun, gory, like almost like trauma bands. Yeah, yeah, that. sure. There's definitely. I mean, fucking, you know, trauma. Yeah, that's weird. I love that yeah, you guys get them with the, the tiki uh, torches. Yeah, burning your fucking. The, like tech bro white supremacist with the tiki torches. Yeah. That was a uh, that was like a last minute where I like in a whole bar trying to you know, figure shit out. I was like, let's get some I see these tiki torches over here. Tech bro white supremacist. Yeah. I was trying to figure that out, dude. Like when I was watching this video, I'm like, I see the clansman, I see the skinhead. Yeah, right. No, that's like the you know, like the bro. Like the Charlottesville, like the the, the, the like the like yeah, dude, like, uh, the polo and cactus exactly that. yeah yeah uh, bam and they're all dead <laughs> yeah well now we've eaten them yeah see now it's all tied together oh, yeah man, it looks they good. were the meat <laughs> this is uh, this always cracks me up this uh, face that Bruce is making right here oh, okay so the setup for this too is like um, at the very end of the shoot we had like you know, like a gallon or so of fake blood left over, and it's like, all right, what are we gonna do with this? So it's like, why don't we all just put our faces together and we'll just chuck this fake blood, which was also made out of like the nastiest shit. It tasted yeah. so fucking bad. Um, so right here, this was Three, supposed to go on all two, of our faces, uh, the blood was, but Bruce's roommate was the person that was throwing it, and he was and he was fucking <laughs> and he was fucking wasted, right? The guy that was chucking the blood. He just didn't know what he was doing. So, yeah, that was supposed to go on all of us. And instead, just Spencer just gets fucking creamed. And watch him just, like, for real. That shit tasted so oh, foul. Oh, he looks so sad. Yeah, yeah. Like, got in his eyes. 
It's like made out of like soy sauce and like gravy mix and like all this fucking harsh shit. Soy sauce so, and gravy mix? Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice logo. Yeah. That's a great video. Nice. That's a sweet logo. Woo! That's a great <laughs> video. Bang. Hey, by Did the you way, have that? you? Yeah. Nice. Have you done? Uh, have you done anything with my brother's band since? Uh, We're since... playing together on uh, the nineteenth at Three Kings. That's badass. Yeah. Yeah. No, Head Trauma have been. You know, they're they're shaping up to be like. They're a buddies, brother you know? band. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Um, I uh, I'm I'm getting hit up by Andy Burkaw, who says he is going to come meet us for beers over at Larimer Lounge, which, which of course means... you guys are allowed to join us for. Yeah. Which we... means we've got to go. We were out of time. We're out of <laughs> we're time. Out of time. It's it's uh, time for Larimer Lounge beers. Um, <coughs> Tony, we had a show. We had yeah. a good show. This <laughs> it's great. our first show of 2019. Yeah. Um, I predict this show is going to keep growing as it did the year previous as i leave yeah yeah and i'm <laughs> i'm interested to see what this becomes in the next year man so that's exciting uh as always thanks to gordo thanks to johnny skibbs gene skibbins in chicago uh thanks to nug nation for having us and uh Thank you to Jake Fairley. Thanks for having coming me on. on the show. It was a blast. Stay tuned for the front lines of Good Times, Chapter 2, 3, 4, 5, all the way up to 36. But Chapter 2 is going to be soon. coming out real soon. Shit, it's yeah. done this week. Man. Yeah, it's yeah. been done. Yeah. I'm yeah. so excited to see it, man. Yeah. And uh, we didn't get to talk about book three. Um, we were supposed to have a meeting today, and I invited you to come do yeah, the show. Right. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? We'll talk about it at Larimer. Yeah, yeah. Hey, here we go. Cool. All right. um, well, so thanks for listening to the motherfucking co- uh, podcast. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Yep. You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. 